Hello and welcome to List Wars. It's a podcast. I'm Michael. I'm doing a podcast with my friend Will McKenzie. Hi, I weigh 214 pounds. Nice. All right, Alec, please uh, give us your height and weight and uh, blood type. This is Alec Bowling. Hi, my name is Alec Bowling. I'm five foot eight. I weigh 181 pounds. And I don't know my blood type. Dude, I was about to be super impressed. I don't know my blood type I don't either. either. Yeah. I don't know my blood type. Hey, maybe we're all the same blood type. Dude, uh, let's find out on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> we should rank blood types. I mean, uh, my favorite one is uh, whatever Blade has. That blood type that makes him like not quite a vampire, but Blade, kind of almost. a vampire. <laughs> super close to a vampire. Blade yes. blood. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, gosh. Uh, um, Second on the yeah. list is, is just Wesley Snipes blood <laughs> in, in real life. Oh, my God. I would love some Wesley Snipes transfusion. One pint. Okay, but <laughs> it's good to have you back. This is a good crew. I feel like we were just here ranking MTV shows. I Actually, you meant to mention this before we got on the air, but... I may bump this episode ahead of the MTV one just because the zoo animals episode was so unexpectedly sexual. And then like in the MTV episode, I quote a lot of like terribly raunchy things from old MTV shows and I don't want to go like back to back filthy. Um, but I don't know. And maybe you guys have a lot of porno flicks that you (laughs) have on your list tonight. (laughs) I'm spitting filth uh, tonight. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, but a uh, couple things before we get in. I'm mad hyped. We're actually going to do a documentaries episode soon, but two things that you guys will appreciate and the documentary crew won't is uh, one, they announced the Tony Hawk 1 and 2 remaster. Whoa! I don't know if you guys own game systems anymore, but I might uh, buy it just for that. <laughs> I don't That's have awesome. one. I might just buy one for that. I yeah, lost a trailer and I got so hyped. Yes, I assume they're going to remake Thug after. Actually, Dude, it'll probably be three and four, and then, and then they'll do Thug one and two after that, which is just awesome. I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, did you watch Jack Black? Did you watch his YouTube channel, his video mm-hmm. with all the old cast, Tony Hawk and like uh, Kareem Campbell's Kareem. there? It, really had, it had all the old cast. Uh. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, and who's the guy who you can unlock the like the video in Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 of him doing real life tricks? Oh, he was there. Like Chad Muska or somebody like that. No, oh, Chad Muska was there and he was the biggest goober. He was hilarious. <laughs> he was geeking out with Jack Black. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like yes. Rodney Mullen. Yeah, dude. I l- yes, Rodney oh, Mullen. I love yes. Rodney Mullen. Easily my favorite yeah, skateboarder. Yeah, he has that ins- insane video. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that was just like so exciting to me. And this actually came a couple of days after I already got hyped and started looking into Tony Hawk stuff. They announced that uh, the documentary about the video game is going to happen. What? That's why I brought this up in documentary. Talk. It, I think it's still, it was titled uh, Pretending I'm a Superman. And it's about how the video game influenced the skating world so much and got so many like dumb idiots like ourselves into the mindset of like, I'm going to be a skateboarder fan or actual boarder now. <laughs> yep. And so I, I heard it was like trying to happen and passed around to different companies, but apparently now it's happening again. Mm. Uh, I, I got a story. I'll send you a link after, but that's I super mean, fun. I think we, we have to do a Tony Hawk yes. list now. Yeah. I will say that like, I can't stand on a skateboard for more than 10 seconds, <laughs> but do I watch a skateboarding video at least once a month on YouTube? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I never skateboarded in my life. <laughs> what is <Yeah>. that? <laughs> 
I, I rewatched uh, Dogtown and Z Boys yeah. after the last episode. I so really want to watch like do you guys know any that are like the next ten years? Like I want the I want the next chapter. I don't know, but the one skateboarding related media I would recommend is Rodney Mullen's uh, autobiography. I read that a few few really? years ago and it's awesome. Really? Super, super good. It's called Dude. The Mutt. Oh, that's a good yeah. name. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh so we sh- we should definitely pick a list of like moves or skaters or something to do Tony Hawk list. But on the subject of reading, another thing that I found that you guys might be interested in on Amazon on Audible, there is a reading of little women by Laura what? Dern and a cast of actors that plays the sisters. Yes. And so like I've been reading the book and listening to it already and now I'm I'm switching over to this. Oh. It's magical. Like yes. Dude. It's just like a godsend for for everything we can oh want. Oh my gosh. Um, the Derninator. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, Audible's always finding some way to make it seem like their ridiculous prices are worth it, but it's free on Audible Escape. I don't know what that new service is, um, but I'm I'm going to sign up for the trial or try to rip it. Damn. Uh, yeah, Ugh. but that's exciting. Seriously, though. Good week for news for these three boys, the Dernheads <laughs> and the, the skaters. Seriously, though. Uh, Will, you... You got a skater. You got a vibe going right now with that mustache. You could, I could yeah, see dude. all two hundred ten pounds of you going off whoa, a quarter pipe. Wait, wait, I'm gonna. I'll be right back. You guys talk about whatever. I'm gonna put on something for you. Oh, oh my gosh! All right. I, I hope it's a denim it jacket, be. but I feel like it's gonna be more special. Maybe it'll be like a denim jacket, but with like some cool like alien wear or no what's it uh, <laughs> what were the old tech deck brands oh alien yeah something. yeah yeah oh oh those are cool what shades Will has cool glasses hell yeah these are my murder glasses <laughs> no he looks like the guy from waco you look like uh the friday night lights kid from waco what's his name uh taylor kitch, taylor kitch. Yes. Yeah. You look like the protagonist in the Netflix series Waco, which is very good. Um, and incredible. we talked about this, I think, before the podcast last week, how like that dude legitimately converted me to some weird <laughs> cult form of Christianity. Yeah, he dude. was so charismatic in that Netflix Branch series. Branch Davidians. We are all now Branch Davidians. <laughs> uh, Welcome Dern back to the official. Pro skaters. <laughs> Branch, Branch Davidians. <laughs> <laughs> um if this is a this is an audio medium and i have just put on something that would be better for a visual medium <laughs> which are my father's glasses that were transition oh. lenses Whoa. from like 1986 damn is that the sequel to my sister's keeper yes my father's my dad's trans- transition lenses <laughs> Guys, I love you. This is so fun. We don't even need to do a podcast. Let's just talk more. Let's just shoot the shit. Fun, you know. Yeah, Uh, I I do have. I mean, we got some shit to shoot today. (laughs) Yeah, we do. I do have some recommendations from someone who hasn't listened to the podcast ever in their life. A dude I worked with, uh, who asked me what I was up to tonight. I told him, (laughs) which you know, you feel weird when someone asks you, like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And your response is, oh, I'm doing this podcast with my friends. No, um, I always preface it with lame or dumb. Like I <laughs> yes, was, I, oh, 100%. I, 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 get, I sent a friend an email of like a ton of podcast recommendations and different, like this one's gaming, this one's economics. And then the hyphen for this list wars, my dumb podcast. <laughs> like you just always got to be a little yeah. bit of self-deprecating because yeah. at the end of the day, we're just having fun here. We don't want to get expectations up. <laughs> Getting but expectations he, he up. Mentioned, he said, oh, go ahead. 
Oh, I was I was just gonna say getting expectations up is the best way to get your feelings hurt. It was gonna really slay if the timing was right, Mm. but then you fucked it up. So whatever. (laughs) Oh dang, dude. (laughs) Speaking of speaking of ideas and and preventing Will from finishing his thought, one of my ideas. I don't know if you've seen the list of ideas at all recently, but one of the ones I wrote was we just all write five original jokes and come with them <laughs> and we go down the list oh my gosh that would be such a humbling experience <laughs> I would love to do that there's a lot of good ones on there people write in tell us what you want we got some fun ones here at the bottom uh, like five orig- uh, Sean ba- Sean Bean how do you Bean. say his last name Bane Deaths Be- Bean yeah. uh, Slang Vowels Orphans, orphans. I- I've been adding some recent ones that we yeah that'd be a fun one to rank all right, Will, finish your thought, please. <laughs> I was going to say that uh, a friend that I work with, Thomas, he's never going to listen to this. So shout out, Thomas. What's up, dude? Hey, friend Thomas. of the show. He, friend yeah. of the show. Friend, friend of me. Uh, Can you just record him covertly at work and we'll pipe in his audio so he'll be <laughs> on the show without ever hearing it? Absolutely. Um, he said that he... I told him about it. He's like, do you guys ever like tweet out or like post on Instagram or anything your guys lists like your final lists Ooh. from the last like all the episodes i was like i don't think so yeah that's, that's a good idea. i like that idea and I, I think i did snag i think a twitter and instagram one of them list wars wasn't was taken so i had to like add show or podcast to the yeah. end, and then never use them but i i get really excited whenever the- <laughs> This is so sad. Whenever the podcast email address gets an email, I'm like, oh boy, somebody new emailed us. And it's Instagram saying, you need to follow some accounts because we follow zero. <laughs> it's so depressing. I'm like, oh boy, somebody likes us. And it's Instagram just automated hey like there. trash post. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but hey, that's we a good see idea. that you're I, not active. <laughs> uh, somebody, somebody asked me if there was a website where you could look these up. Part of me would want to like wait and do it retroactively because that's such a big spoiler and maybe a turnoff. Uh. <laughs> like rom com. If we would have tweeted the rom com list, people would have just like burned our house down. Um, but that's a good idea. So if you have ideas like that, send it in. I'll. Tr- I'll that's a. We should think on a solution for that or ideas for shows. Um, mm. Alex Harford was sending me a bunch of show ideas. He he's been diving into the podcast. If you remember him, will um, yeah, I do? Yeah, right in. We'll we'll do whatever. Uh, if you got something you want us to rank, we'll rank it. Uh, okay, <laughs> should we get into the? I think so. The topic. Let's crack the lid. All right, let's crack the lid. So we talked about. Uh, I think Alex suggested this last week. Movies with under a thirty percent score on rotten tomatoes uh so that's a weird one because like we know we're opening the trash bin kind of <laughs> like but at the same time we're gonna argue for the best of the worst how are you guys feeling will will before this said he has never been more excited is that true oh 100 i am so jazzed right now yes um i was gonna say hard but <laughs> <laughs> but we're trying to but not no, be raunchy this week. Yeah, but I'm try this is a clean episode. I am so yeah. soft right now. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You're so soft. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh yeah, and also it turns out I like a chunk of rotten movies. Like I had a tough mm-hmm. time with this. We're definitely gonna have also to shout like. out honorable yep. mentions. There was a, a long list I was surprised to see 
like that had 30% or lower, but there's like seven or eight that I really was struggling between. The bubble on my list was close. Yeah. 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 I think the big thing is like it's sequels and nostalgia and comedy Mm -hmm. being subjective. Those are the three factors because nostalgia makes things better. Sequels, you tie it to the original work so it feels better. And then comedy is the one that can maybe hit because comedy is subjective and something that critics might think is dumb you might find hilarious those were yep. the big factors i noticed yep. yeah absolutely yeah Ugh. but i'm i'm fine to get into it do you, do you have other thoughts or you want to just take us off alec no i'm ready to i'm ready to jump in i'm brimming with excitement i feel like i've got that nervous energy of like oh here we go <laughs> i'm excited to throw down and mike i think you nailed it with the uh you know comedy being subjective i got a lot of comedies on my list i don't want to spoil anything sure. yet um but coming in in the five spots so this one you'll have to give me a fraction of leeway on because it's at 31 percent on rotten tomatoes 31 percent i no there was a blue streak is at 32 percent and i didn't go That's for it two I, full okay. points I, i'll understand if it, i've got backups if it gets vetoed um but coming in i'm just saying this is way worse than the harry potter thing <laughs> like this is there's no there's so much less gray area but okay keep, keep going <laughs> my other ones are rated so low on it. rotten tomatoes it'll make up for it in my five spot is malibu's <laughs> most wanted <laughs> malibu's <laughs> most wanted oh my god is that the one with the uh the jamie little wayne kennedy? song jamie kennedy yeah 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 so so mike uh, Malibu's Most Wanted is about this um, this young guy who lives in Malibu. He's the son of uh, California's governor, and basically, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was thinking of Miami Vice. <laughs> I, this is I love this movie. I didn't know. Sorry to interrupt your your summary, but this is a fantastic movie. King Kong ain't got nothing on me, bitch. Uh, traffic, traffic. Looking for my chapstick. Looking chaps. for my chapstick. Feeling kind of cautious. Ford Maverick. Shrink. I know this movie. Revis and I watch this all the time. Okay, keep going. Shrink. Back to you. My shrink, bad. Shrink, shrink. Blinkity blink. Try to make me think. Want to go to my sink and vomit. Clean it up with Comet. Earth is my planet. <laughs> that's, that's how he slaps. It does. Oh my gosh. Uh, so and it's got like half the cast of the scary movie movies that I was into at the time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a few of those people in the mix. Um, but <laughs> okay. dude, right, explain uh, the plot. Yeah. Sorry. So, so, so the Malibu's Most Wanted is about a guy named Brad Gluckman who's this, uh, like, the definition of white privilege kid from the Malibu suburbs. Um, But he has this idea in his head that he's, like, an OG gangster rapper. He calls himself B-Rad, and he and his crew of, like, Silver Spoon Malibu-ites, like, troll around Malibu acting like they are the, you know, Tupac and Biggie of their, of Malibu. Uh, And so, basically, the plot is... His dad is running for governor, and because of his son's antics, he's getting all this bad press. Like for for one of uh, Bill Gluckman's um, governal governational whatever that word is rallies, Brad shows up with a banner that says "Bill Gluckman's down with the bitches and hoes," which doesn't yes. go well. <laughs> and so, um, Brad's dad's 
uh, second in command hires Anthony Anderson and Tay Diggs, who are local actors, yep. to dress up as yes. like thugs from the hood to try to uh. kidnap Brad and scare him straight, scare him into acting like the white boy that he is. Um, and it's yes. incredible. And honestly, Anthony Anderson and Tay Diggs, their performances and what they do are worth the price of admission alone. Absolutely. They're like easily the funniest characters in the whole movie. Oh, but gosh, that movie's a freaking classic. I will, I will say that it's worth the whole movie's worth the joke. So, like, if you're listening now, I'm just gonna ruin it. <laughs> Whatever, it's like um, <laughs> we've done worse. We've done worse. Uh, the whole the whole movie is worth it for the one joke where his fourth grade birthday party is OPP themed. <laughs> <laughs> it's yes. OPP, bitch. <laughs> yeah, you know me. Uh, that like. It's such a good movie. I really like his original crew. Like how, like, yeah, the opposite of gangster. Like they're, I don't know, they're kind of like emo. But then they show up to save him, and one of them's got a musket. Like, <laughs> uh, well, one of them has a musket, yeah. the other has a harpoon gun, yes. and the last one has a rocket launcher. <laughs> Uh, this is gonna be a long episode. I want to talk about like this yeah. entire plot, beat for beat. Uh, Dude, we gotta- the. The one line I would say is most iconic from Malibu's Wanted is after the King Kong ain't got shit on me scene when the guy comes up and he's like, dude, where'd you learn that? He's like, Grand Theft Auto. And he's like, oh man, shoot, I, I just got Gamecast. Yes, he's like, what, what do you mean Gamecast? It's, there's GameCube and then there's Dreamcast. Man, I just said I got Gamecast. I can't afford it. That is hilarious. Uh, I remember watching that in... Michael Revis's basement right after we played Grand Theft Auto like and would yell King Kong ain't got nothing on me as we shot a street full of civilians oh childhood was great and healthy seriously That's awesome alright if we hit our uh, if we hit our 25 cent Patreon goal we will do a Malibu's most wanted commentary uh, recording it'll happen I'll be all oh, about it God, that's a good I see there's so many of these like old comedic gems that i didn't even know i didn't even think about yeah. that one or know it was that low but to be fair it is above 30 percent because it is it's, it's pretty good yeah all right <laughs> i'll let it pass because i had so much fun yes, with that yes, yes. thank you alec <laughs> thanks for taking us there having the courage knowing how you guys dunked on me so hard for harry potter characters oh, dunked on you so <laughs> and hard. you still I, had the courage i Dude, abstained you, from the dunking because it was my fault <laughs> yeah you're fine <laughs> will are you slamming another natter day no, dude. This is like I bought like an expensive beer. Oh, nice. Ooh. It's like it it costs like ten dollars oh. for a six pack, oh, I and I regret it. <laughs> dude, living the high life, man. Yeah, seriously. Well, I, like I don't want to drink two of these, yeah. let alone ten. Cr- hey, um, you know what's weird though? Sorry to put you off, but I don't think I've good. I haven't drank in a beer since quarantine started. Or or I don't think I have out. either. I also haven't hugged a human being. That's the biggest shocker for me. Yeah, me neither. I haven't. I haven't drank a beer either. <laughs> I mean, like I've. I, 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 I had some bourbon. I guarantee that I've. I, I mean, I guarantee that I have had over 120 beers. Nice, <laughs> dude. Hey, you can sing that song one and a half times. 99 bottles of beer. Uh, I. I've also. That math I, is wrong, but yeah. I have cooked more in quarantine than I have in the rest of the entirety of my life. <laughs> So watch out, Emerald Lagasse and Giada. I'm coming for you. Bam. Bam. <laughs> I got 20 different variations on throw meat and vegetables in a skillet and pour it over quinoa. Okay. Will, you're up. I'm ready. 
Oh, guys, I'm so jazzed. Yes. We've already been recording for, for like 22 minutes, and, and one of us is <laughs> gone. I have a badass <laughs> game. I was I was putting some work into this We're game. We're playing it. Let's, we can move We can move with some pace. No, we yeah. don't have right. to. I'm ready. I'm saying episodes should be three hours. Keep it going. <laughs> Screw your wives. They don't need you. Okay. Uh, okay, so my number five, coming in at 17%. Wild, wild, Wes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is. It is bringing fun pictures, and I'm excited to cheer with you. I might have some pushback, but keep going. Oh, heck okay, yes. Mike. I've said this once. I've said it a thousand times. Eat a dick. If we were like wrestlers, you would come out to the arena and like. And like people would be holding signs, three signs in a row, eat a dick. People would be chanting that. That would be your catchphrase. Yeah. And I'd be in the crowd, they'd be pointing yeah. at me. Okay, so if you if you today, or let's say, yeah, if you today put out a movie with these top four listed cast members of Wild Wild West, it would be a hit guaranteed. Will Smith, mm-hmm. Kevin Klein, mm. Kenneth Branagh, yeah. Selma Hayek. A murderer's a row of stars. A murder. <laughs> Can I tap in the one more time? Takes... Okay, please. Fine. This is such a fun movie. I regret that I led with my thing. I have. I mean, I'm gonna have bad things to say about every single movie, even the ones on my list. Oh, totally. This is fun. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I said that. But if you really want to see a star-studded cast, wait till you get to my number one. All right, keep going. <laughs> okay. Spoiler. <laughs> oh a God. bit of foreshadowing. If you <laughs> okay. So, uh, so yes, yeah, 17%. It's not a great movie. It's like, hey, if you turn on TNT <laughs> in 2006, <laughs> this movie's going to be on. Um, and... There's some great scenes in it. It's got like weird steampunk vibes yeah. with Kenneth Branagh hey, with like a giant spider. I'm happy uh-huh. you know what steampunk is. Yeah. What are you talking about? I don't know. You, you know, you, you watch gonna... sports and like drink beer and you don't know what steampunk <laughs> is. Dude, you are putting me in a box I know. right now. Yeah. And it is frustrating. I'm sorry. Break out. Break Bust out. out. Um so it this this movie takes place after the rev, or after the civil war um, hey, wait hold on it's really weird if i was gonna ship what? you in a interrupt box interrupt me again no interrupt me again know, go for it now i know exactly how much you weigh so it'd be extremely convenient to put you in a box and ship you because that's like the biggest like obstacle to shipping from home is you have to have a scale and know how much it weighs or you have to go to the post office but you already told me so i could put you in a box and send you off Hey, I'm losing weight though. I feel good. Dude. <laughs> I went for a run today. Okay. Worked out yesterday. I made okay. Nice. Um, I made six three pointers in a row yesterday. Can I just say that? I'm pretty sure that's a world record. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever beat that. I can't imagine anyone else ever has. You definitely need to put that on your resume. <laughs> yes, it was awesome. As a resume builder. Yes. My mom watched me. I was FaceTiming her from the local elementary school parking lot. All right, keep going. I feel like. I've lost so much momentum <laughs> because of your interruption. I know it's kind of a bit, but I also genuinely wanted to say all those things, and they were like original thoughts that I, I didn't have to did. dig for. 
Oh my god. I know you did not plan any of that. That's really what you wanted to do in that moment. I just beg of you some restraint. Yeah. I didn't hear you chiming in about the three pointers you made when Alec was discussing Malibu's most wanted. Yeah, because you know that movie was better. Keep going. I love you. I got nothing else to say. Wild Wild West is a great movie. Okay, the last thing I'll say is this. There is this really short time period of Will Smith movies in which he created a rap. Yes. Around the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I miss it <laughs> so <laughs> much. That, yes. I absolutely it's, wish that still happened. Like, you yeah. know, Pursuit of Happiness came out and did that song with Kid Cudi, but mm. that we haven't gotten any <laughs> since then. <laughs> uh, that it's very early 2000s energy to have Will Smith rapping about the movie that he's in. You know? Yes. Beautiful <laughs> and that's, time. That was incredible. I wish he still did that generally, because I love Will Smith, but this is one of the movies that makes me frustrated, because I feel like it's like... I don't know. It yeah. paled in comparison to MIB. Men in Black is so uh, good, and this is like so, so similar, good. but like so much worse. And also, just a couple of oh, things totally. I remember. This movie is so freaking horny. Like it is horny yes. as hell. And oh yeah. <laughs> uh, also, a good YouTube channel, Honest Trailers. They have a very hilarious Honest Trailer for Wild Wild West. If you want to check that out, dude. Uh, my favorite part of Wild Wild West. The whole thing that the thing that always like I would have nightmares about this scene was that the dude had the freaking magnet tied around his neck and had the giant saw mm -hmm. coming after him. Zing, zing, zing. Like, oh, that kept me up at night as a, you know, 10 year old in 2003 or something like that. Sure. But it is a the last thing I'll say and then we can move on to you, Mike. It isn't. I don't know if this is real. I've never seen the actual quote from him, but supposedly Will Smith turned down the Matrix to do yes. this movie. Yes, which is what is so hilarious. I was just yeah. watching the Matrix revisited documentary with Keanu, and I kept thinking, I'm so happy this is Keanu Reeves, not Will Smith. He's just having so much fun mm -hmm. and trying so hard, and that's a great mm. doc. But that is insane. Poor Will Smith. Uh, he also turned down Django Unchained. Yeah. You know, you can't hit them all. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> what are you doing said? <laughs> Probably collateral know. beauty or some bullshit. <laughs> You know, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, well, we can keep going. Uh, my number five. You ready for it? Oh yeah. Uh, number five is Pitch Perfect three. Ooh. Okay. Are you guys Pitch Perfect fans, and have you seen this trilogy? I have not seen one of them. Well, I've seen the first two. Okay, well, you saw the best two, and the only two that don't qualify for this podcast <laughs> subject line. But, like, Loki, this might be the most watchable to the average person that you pick off the street movie on my list. Um, it follows the classic trilogy decline, and with this series particularly, like... Acapella can only be cool once, really. And, like, then the idea of acapella being cool can only be a novel idea once. So, like, you know the trilogy's going mm -hmm. downhill. Uh, they managed to shove all the beats that we like in the first two movies into this one. Like, there's a riff-off. Rebel Wilson falls down. Anna Kendrick is quippy and down-to-earth. They sing and dance. Um, but, like... I don't know. It, it, it This is like if DJ Earworm was a movie, it would be Ooh. Pitch Perfect 3. It's like it's just grasping at the the success of the other two. And don't get me wrong. Pitch Perfect is high in my 
uh, top 100 movie list. Like, that is a perfect, awesome movie. I mean, I guess appropriately titled. Uh, and two was a fun enough sequel. They find ways to make it different. This movie actually had a really good trailer that opens with them on a boat singing Toxic. I'm not a big trailer guy, but I saw it in a theater because I was like, I won't care about this crap. <laughs> and uh, it, and then it like ends in like an explosion and them jumping off a boat. So it makes you think, oh, are they going to do something different with this movie? This is kind of interesting. How did they get there? I guess that's what trailers are supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and I have a lot of nostalgia seeing these tri- pitch perfect movies with my friend Jordan Burnsdorf and like just laughing at how they went downhill. But I love these movies overall. I guess, yeah, you guys haven't seen it, so there's not a lot of room for back and <laughs> forth here. Uh, well, the first one was funny. I think the first one lived off the steam of the show Glee. Yep. Oh, and I like never... got everyone who liked the show Glee. Interesting. Except for you, Mike. Well, I just haven't seen um, Glee, but that's a good point. I never thought about that. Glee walks so Pitch Perfect could run, if you will. <laughs> Amen. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. The- the only thing I know about Pitch Perfect is the cup song. So I'm about as basic a basic bitch as it gets when it comes Dude, to Pitch Perfect. In both the sequels, they actually have really cool callbacks to the cup song. Because, like, obviously Anna Kendrick does that as her audition to the acapella group in the first one. And the second one, which also had a fantastic trailer, is just, like, them singing it without the cup around a campfire, like, in the woods, like, really emotionally and, like, a little bit slowed down. And mm. then... And so, like, that is, like, their pump up in the in Pitch Perfect 2. They have to come together and sing that song. And then in Pitch Perfect 3, they get called to a reunion, and they don't know what they're going to sing. And one of the girls pulls out a plastic cup and says, I brought this just in case. And before she can finish her phrase, Anna Kendrick knocks it out of her hand. It's like, a, no, that's too overdone. <laughs> it's, so they have lots of little fun uh, callbacks. And, and these some of these movies should be in the nominations for the uh, costume and makeup Oscars because Pitch Perfect 3 does feature one of my favorite costumes. The, the first costume when they perform for the troops is incredible. Uh, also, DJ Khaled's in this one and it's so what? dumb. This, this has like the dumbest jokes and like I'm shocked DJ Khaled approved it because they just paint him to be such an idiot. Like the joke is his personality. Uh, but okay, we can, we can continue. I, I love Pitch Perfect as a series so that's why this one made it to the tail end of my list. I recognize it's still a bad movie. Hell yeah. So what oh, did yeah. it come in at on Rotten Tomatoes? What was it its percentage? Oh, it's like right on the bubble. Um, okay. It's 30. I looked it up. A bubble pick. Yeah. Pitch per- oh, it's 30? It's actually 30, not 29? Mm-hmm. Does that count? Maybe I just it's violated 30. it. Hey, that's no, right. it's fine. Yeah, As I think a I, I thought of it as 30 and under. Like the bottom, like, is yeah. inclusive. Okay. Yeah, I All thought right. of it as 31 and under, so, you know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Our own interpretation. Yeah, I want to get yes. the years for some of these movies. I'm going to look them up. But take us to oh. your number four, Alec. Okay, in the four spot. I don't know if you guys will be familiar with this movie, but I'm pretty excited about it. Um, coming in at 6% on Rotten Tomatoes oh, is a little movie called Troll 2. Oh, Are you guys okay. familiar? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I'm familiar oh, with this movie. The Town of Nilbag. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad you guys are familiar with this movie. It's been a oh. while. I watched yes. it on a bus. That makes me so, so happy. Oh, man. So, so Troll 2. Where to even begin? So, this is the only <laughs> movie I have on my list that's like a so bad it's good type movie. Yeah. The other movies I have on here, I just legitimately think are awesome. You know, <laughs> they're yeah, good dude. movies. Like Malibu's um, Most Wanted. Yes. <laughs> but with Troll 2, it is like everything you could wish for in a movie that's so bad it's good. Because where it differs from like the Sharknadoes of the world, the 
um, Birdemic. Birdemics of the world is that this movie was made 100% earnestly. Like, these people were all just legitimately doing their darndest to make a good motion picture. And it just fails at every possible level. The writing, the acting, the directing. It is like a dying star collapsing in on itself. But in the most <laughs> glorious way possible. Um, a few a few notes about the movie. So the movie is called Troll 2. But as you'll learn as the film goes on, there are actually no trolls in the movie at all. Never once is Zero the word trolls. troll said. In fact, they are terrorized by goblins. So Wait, so weren't they capitalizing on a previous movie named Troll? That's the theory. There was no. there was a, so, the theory I've heard is that there was some other movie named Troll that was like semi-successful. So like in the in the dis- distribution phase, they just slapped Troll Two on it to try to like salvage something. But it could be an old wives' trying to like trick people in, try to trick people into seeing a movie. I'm gonna come out with a Wild Wild West Two to see if people will come see it. Know, You'll man. get a few people, I'm sure. As, as long as there's a Will Smith song, I'll go see it. Hell yeah. <laughs> so another fun fact about this movie. Uh, so to give a quick synopsis, the movie is about a family. They go away to um, a little town in Utah for the summer just to get away from the bustling city life. And they soon learn that this uh, little town they've gone to is infested by goblins that are eating people and, you know, just doing goblin stuff. Uh, it, which they maybe should have known because the town itself is actually called <laughs> Nilbog, which one of the characters later realizes is goblin spelled backwards. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, th- this is the kind of shit we're dealing with. It's good yeah. stuff. <laughs> but the fun fact I was getting what, to. And, and, yeah. Oh, go ahead, please. Okay. I was going to ask. A, I was going to ask a leading question: Is uh, how do the when the goblins attack someone? Uh, what do they turn the person into? They turn them into plants. And then eat them. <laughs> of course. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Classic goblin behavior. Well, that was a very specific leading question. My God, I was going to be like, and what happens next? <laughs> but nope. uh, if I can illustrate also the caliber of acting that you'll see in this movie, um, the man who has the most lines in the film, the guy who plays the dad in the movie, the guy they, they cast to play him was just a, a local dentist who just showed up to be an extra one day because he thought it'd be fun. And they decided to give him the lead role in the movie. <laughs> Dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> but he plays the part. He's got so much spirit and soul and heart. And it's just like, it's, I don't know. It's like watching like a middle school play. If you go in expecting... Um, to watch the Maltese Falcon or Citizen Kane, you're going to be disappointed. But, you know, if you want to watch some kids butcher into the woods, you're going to have a good time. So, <laughs> Troll 2, I'm a big fan of. That gets my, my four spot. I remember they're anti-coffee. I related to them. They yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the devil's drink, I believe they, they say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what, you said, what was the percent? Six percent? Seven percent? Six percent. See that is that low. seems high. What? No, I said that seems that seems I guess high. You're right. I've seen the movie twice. If you're ever gonna give <laughs> that a, feels high. If you're ever gonna give a zero. I wonder if those good reviews are people who like have kind of come around and now kind of view it as like a cult film type thing. Well, then but, it seems low. I don't know. Yeah, I don't but know. What do you have to do to get a zero percent? Is it just like TV static? Like no, like, dude. Well, I looked no, at the list. So that's the thing. Is I've. 
I feel like the zero percents of the world are like these John Travolta movies that cost a lot of money that are like really, really weird action movies. But yeah. wait, no critic that has given like, it that a zero, right? Sense. Or do they not actually rate yes. it out of 100? They give it zero stars? Is that how it works? No, I think it's a zero out of 100. Oh, interesting. I feel like you got it like just for showing up. Like that's like writing your name on the SAT. You got to get at least a <laughs> point or two. Like, yes, there are actors. There is a plot. There are characters. Like that's at least a 1%. Like, I think at zero is you submit a, it's just a TV static or like the DVD. Now the DVD icon is kind of fun. I don't know. That's a dumb, dumb idea. <laughs> that's a one. That's a 2%. <laughs> well, the way, the way Rotten Tomatoes is actually calculated, it's like the percentage of positive reviews. So people will leave uh, either reviews that are fresh ooh. or rotten. So fresh is it's good. Rotten was it's bad. So if a movie is at 6%, it means only 6% of the reviews regarded it as fresh. I'll take things we should have explained at the start of the episode for 400, uh, Alex. <laughs> yes. Cool. Thank you, Alex, Dude, for right. saving the day. <laughs> okay, Will. Um, all right, my number four. Coming in at 29%, which is my highest. Nice. Fast and Furious. The fourth installment of the Fast and Furious Ooh, franchise. Yeah. Yes. Hell hey, Will, yeah. guess what? <laughs> hey, Will, my number four is also Fast and yeah. Furious 2009. Oh! Let's go. Yes. <laughs> we did. All right, take it away. <laughs> oh, my God. We did. Okay, so I'll start now. I'll, I'll kick it over to you, Mike. Okay, so if you are a fan of fun and action enjoy and you do not watch the fast and furious movies on a regular basis you are of satan and end point new point <laughs> that's not the way i would have put it <laughs> okay so i love the fast and furious movies i think they're so good um the first two fast and the furious movies are very down to earth like the first one they're stealing dvd players and like getting in fist fights and doing race wars and stuff. The second one involves drugs, which is like a next progression Classic. in like car heist movies. The third one, they're in Tokyo. Hot take. I actually really like Tokyo Drift. Um, Hell yeah. New, new, new cast of characters. I, I think love Tokyo Drift is far it. from the bottom and people give it a bad rap. What are you going to say, Al? Yeah, he is. Drift King. Yes, and they are, I mean, not. we don't need to dissect this franchise, but they actually, like, uh, they aren't good at cars at the first, and they need to train and, like, progress, and then it introduces Han, who's the best character in the Han. franchise. Han, yeah, yeah. Correct. Han might be up there for me on so, okay. the uh, the Brad Pitt list, but that's a different subject. Anyway. <laughs> Before the podcast, we were just casually off the air having a conversation of who would be our Brad Pitt in the conversation in the office where Andy Bernard is trying to decide if he's gay or not. Is that it? Uh, yeah. And so yeah. we're talking about the actors yeah. that we thought were hottest, and Alec is just mentioning that Han would be on that list. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Keep going, Will. So, so okay. So, so we get to three, and everyone thinks that the Fast and Furious franchise is dead. Mm -hmm. Um, like the original cast wasn't even in the last one, and even the original cast besides Paul Walker wasn't in the second one. Mm -hmm. They did introduce Ludacris yeah, in the second hell one yeah. with God. the afro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, so we get to the fourth one, and everyone. Okay, so in this one, the kind of the plot behind it is 
that uh, Letty has died uh, because her and Dom have been separated because Dom is on the run from the law mm -hmm. after the first movie. And Paul Walker is a cop again working for the LAPD and he's a detective. And basically, um, ah, frick, whatever her name is, Dom's sister. Why can't I think of her Yeah, what name? is her name? Mia. Like Mia. Maria. Mia. Maria. Mia. She Mia. makes the best Mia, tuna salad sandwich this side of the Mississippi. Oh, absolutely. And so, like, it's Mia and Brian's uh, rec reconciling throughout that movie. Um, and everyone always attributes Fast Five as the thing that got the Fast and Furious movies back on track. Fast Five is an incredible movie yes. with The Rock yep. in Brazil. Yep. Um, Fast Four is a thing that set that up. It primed the well mm. for the rest of the Fast and Furious franchise. Even though it's not, it got 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. Obviously, something happened in that movie where they're like, let's make 200 more of this. Yeah, <laughs> it, which is incredible. Like, all right, this is going to be a long episode because I can talk about Fast and the Furious forever. Like, Will, absolutely. This is such a, like a franchise that's worth leaning into and just having a blast with. And yep. I agree that the best part of this movie is like it's a springboard for what is probably the best Fast and Furious movie the one that turned it around where all the downward trend of Rotten Tomatoes scores suddenly springs up it's like that one is like overwhelmingly positive for Fast Five uh, I will concede that this might be this is definitely in the bottom of the barrel depending on if you count Hobbs and Shaw yeah. as, as this is like one of the worst but because it's Fast and Furious and I've been doing a rewatch so I'm extremely biased right now I'm having fun with these movies I, I had uh, I was, it was on the bubble against like uh, Hook and Boondock Saints but I gave I gave uh, this movie the edge because I had so much fun with it and ironically I mentioned Boondock Saints this has like such a similar thing to the William Defoe like uh, crime scene investigation thing and this uh, movie is you, okay Okay, but, 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 but. You, did you say William Defoe? <laughs> what, what's his name? His name's Willem. Willem. Wait, Defoe. what? I've never known yeah. that. Willem. This is also. Willem. I thought it was Donald Gleason until you guys started talking about Bill uh, or the guy in About Time. Domino Gleason. Do, yeah. yeah, yeah Domino All this Gleason. stuff I miss hearing. Also, is it ham fisted or hand fisted? Ham fisted. Ooh, it's ham, right? Ham okay. <laughs> I thought it like I was like, oh my god, I've been saying that because like you know, hand and fist are like two two are the same thing. I th I don't know, um, but <laughs> I think we've talked about. Sorry, go on, go on, go on. Um, so this movie is worth watching for the scene alone where Dom Toretto is inspecting the scene of the crash where Letty died, and by looking at a like the the tiniest piece of dirt in a tire track, he has these CSI ghost powers <laughs> where he can see the entire yeah. crash unfolding in slow motion, and it reminded me so much of William Defoe, Willem Defoe <laughs> in Boondock Saints. Also, you Lighthouse fans, that's a real Willem Defoe performance right there. Boondock Saints is where it's at. Uh, but like that that scene is so hilarious. And like all the ways that that make these Fast and Furious movies work, where Vin Diesel is so uh, sincere and 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 like you know, there's bits you can laugh at just as much as you can enjoy. But this movie is, I think, the worst or one of the worst because it's it's like over over serious and moody in like a weird crime crime drama. Yeah. Light. It's almost like, like noir yeah. in some ways. Like, yeah, I feel like know? I could come home and see my parents watching it on CBS and like hear the Law and Order <laughs> SVU. Like, dink, I don't know. Um, Kung -kung. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's like it's like a, a weird crime show. And st I think the bad, like, uh, key piece of that is starting with 
Letty dying, like that is the opposite of the fun, have a Corona with the La Familia vibe that these movies are so good at achieving. Yeah. So that uh-huh. just like sets them, they're uphill like from the start with that. Yeah. Um, but I will say they needed to like reset the bar yeah. with this movie. They need to like wipe everything away and they need to be like all right let's get the family back together but you can't just do that they needed a movie they needed a spring it was a stepping stone in order to like get the family because they're all back together yeah yeah yeah. and yeah fast five is where they really bring it all back yeah i i agree uh and then with you guys so again i'm not a trailer guy but somebody spoiled the trailer for me because i love han so much so i went and watched that fast nine trailer that you guys referenced in our movie 2019 movies episode and like i was ready to cry because i heard han was in it and then i almost cried like 30 seconds in when he calls his kid brian when dom calls his kid and like uh and so i am mad hyped we have to do a fast and furious list before that movie comes out yes it is hilarious that dom's long lost brother also managed to become like a secret agent superhero guy (laughs) and it's john cena john cena baby john cena like fast and furious (laughs) they are doing they are doing the mcu but without source material like it's incredible they're setting up these different timelines and tying everything together and just going bombastic like they have this team of like x-men and these these rival crews and like it's just such a fun ride to you know latch that seat down and put your hands up people get in if you're too snobby for these movies i thought they were the dumb bro car movies for too long five is no. what turned it around for me yeah we'll talk about yeah. that five's great <laughs> Different seriously time. oh goodness yeah the movies yeah. kick ass okay but i guess we never talked about like specific plot points I, I did the one uh the one scene with dom uh investigating letty's death but there's a scene where dom is driving a car and he wants to shoot a shotgun at a car next to him and so here wait hold on we'll just let will we'll let him go back we can we can do a cut no we can do a cut what are you doing i heard you talking oh Oh. well we'll wait now we'll cut this will be the fun little thing we play after the credits maybe nope don't cut it i was listening I could hear you. I was just peeing. Okay. Well, I'd pee so badly. There's a scene like a... <laughs> Don't cut this. <laughs> it's toward the end where Dom is driving a uh, like nice car that assumingly, I'm assuming has working windows and there's a car next to him and then and to shoot this car next to him, he just elbows the glass out of the car he's driving and pulls a shotgun out <laughs> yep. one-handed and shoots a car next to him and it just immediately explodes and front flips over top of him. Like he, like, <laughs> he just, no time to roll down the window. And I really like when they're doing like the hand car havoc, like driving through the mine shafts. Of, yeah. Uh, like that's just, it's just good fun, yep. like fast and furious stuff. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that movie was very much them kind of figuring out where the franchise was going to go. And you saw kind of flashes of it here and there. There were some areas where they maybe, you know, steered way too far into kind of like the melodrama, but in a way that it was almost taking itself too seriously, but yep. it kind of primed the pump, so to speak, like what Will was saying. And Absolutely. Yeah. But also in the last thing we can move on to yours, Alec, is that it has the best final scene is like Dom gets arrested, he goes to court, he gets 12,000 years that in is prison. Great. <laughs> and then you just see Mia and Brian and his two like Dominican friends. Uh, I don't know their dude, names. Dude, is so ethnically uh, ambiguous in these movies and it's like awesome. Yep. <laughs> and they they're like all in those black cars just like chasing after 
the the prison bus. Yeah. And he just looks <laughs> so up and he hyped. just knows. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> He's the Ann Perkins awesome. of that show. Um yeah that that's it's also got a great intro song i was surprised when credits rolled after that scene will and i saw it was justin lynn because i didn't think it was a great movie Mm -hmm. and he's like the director that saved that uh that franchise but yeah also (laughs) one so i I told you i was on a fast and furious kick my favorite zoom virtual background which because i film and take pictures of everything i like just find videos of whoever i'm talking to and put it as my virtual background (laughs) but lately i've just been at the start of a Zoom call, starting different Fast and Furious movies as my virtual background. <laughs> so I'm talking to people, and then, like, you know, I was playing in a poker game on Saturday night, but in the background, Dom and Brian Singer were stealing DVD players behind me. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good bit. Okay, this is so Hell fun. Yeah. Let's, let's keep going. <laughs> okay, so coming into my three spot at 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. This one I feel good about. We'll see what your feelings are. But in the three spot is Joe Dirt. Oh, oh my Joe gosh! Dirt, yeah. you are, were you in the background at every sleepover I had with Michael Revis? We watched this a thousand times. Oh my gosh. When he straps the septic tank to his back with duct yeah. tape, thinks it's an A-bomb. Oh my god. D- Joe Dirte, it's pronounced David Spade. Don't you god mean Joe Dirt? Soul. Dirt is gold. You're taking me back to an Joe era. Dirt is seventh grader gold. It's it really made me think is. of like uh, Dickie Roberts, former child star and all that oh, stuff we thought yeah. David Spade was so funny okay <laughs> dude yeah I feel like uh, Joe Dirt is just David Spade's it's the magnum opus of David Spade of his humor of his co- of his comedic stylings so sad you- <laughs> so sad <laughs> no it's the pinnacle but it also it has such a warm place and I feel like every man between the age of 23 and 30 you know Every yes. dude between mm-hmm. that age, you ask him about Joe Dirt, a smile comes to their face. Dude. I could be wrong, but that is that is my hunch. That's what my heart tells me. Dude, I was um, in love with Brandy, man. Oh my gosh, seriously, dude. every dude's first crush yeah. easily. I I forgot that movie existed, but so much is coming back. Like, doesn't it open with the scene of the dogs' balls frozen to the porch or something? No, but that it's not the opening scene, but that's in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's just a lot um, of good fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, oh, one of my he calls his fists some nicknames. Okay, oh, I'll let is... you actually talk about it because I'm just trying to remember <laughs> things here. That's not fun for the podcast. You go. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So this film, so many good things. Like I said, everyone has fond memories of this movie. Uh, there's a stellar um, supporting performance from Kid Rock, of all people, yes. which yes. he got a lot <laughs> And he says the iconic line of, why don't you go get yourself a Whamburger and some French cries? <laughs> that is comedy. Oh, oh, oh uh, life's a garden. Dig, Dig it. it. <laughs> so many good things in this movie. We've got kick and wing animal doctor, Adam Beach as the, yep. the Native American selling roadside fireworks. Yes, yes. Yep. We've got David Spade's whole monologue where he's naming all the different types of fireworks which is iconic um yeah a lot of poop jokes um yeah. i would say for better or for worse but i think it's for better 
um, like the asteroid that he carries around with him and then oh, later he's, realizes he's, he's was a giant it. hunk of shit. Yes, and you yep. see him pouring ketchup on it and like <laughs> eating I can french see him swirling around the ketchup with a french fry on this load of poo. Uh, a lot of poo jokes. A lot of like I know. something that he thinks is not poop is all poop. Is the actually atom bomb <laughs> and the, the asteroid. <laughs> Seriously, though. We should do an episode top five things Joe Dirt doesn't think have poop in them, but do. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's And there's the moment at the when he's working at the oil rig, and he asks the guy, he's like, hey, man, you done with that apple core? And he goes, I'm done with that fart. You want that? <laughs> <laughs> that was 2001 middle school comedy right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, another favorite moment of mine is when they're doing the montage of all the different homes that Joe grows up in. And we've oh, got my. that hunter guy who's like shoots a duck and he's like, all right, you see that boy? Now he goes and he fetches the duck. And it cuts to he's talking to his dog, and then Joe pops out of a pond with a duck between his teeth. <laughs> oh my god, so your this, list is so you know, good, Alec. So this movie, I mean, I, I, there's not a lot to be said about it other than it's just kind of, it's a classic, like, I think Will might have said it best. It is the seventh grader's dream of what a comedy would be. It's the classic, like... It's 2004. It's Friday night. Your friend Brandon is staying over for the night. <laughs> Your mom lets you guys get a couple movies at Blockbuster. You yep. got Revenge of the Sith and Joe Dirt. And you started with Joe Dirt, and it's awesome. <laughs> that is that is such a good way to phrase it. I uh, agree. Yep. But I'm Books legitimately going to watch that it. movie this week. <laughs> so glad. So good. It's so good. I love Joe Dirt. I'm You're so Joe Meteorite, and I'm Joe Dirt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like it's so adorable. You it love is. him so much in that movie, and then it resolves well. Yeah, like we yeah. fall in love with him as the radio audience listening to his story does. Seriously though, seriously. Ugh, beautiful film. All right, Will McKenzie. All right. So my number three is. It's a deep cut that I'm pretty sure, Mike, you might know this one. Okay. Because we grew up because we grew up together. But my number three at eleven percent as well, similar rating as Joe Dirt, is Surf Ninjas. Oh, Surf Ninjas is great. I bet you it doesn't hold up. But I remember it in high (laughs) regards. Dude, Dude, if you've seen this movie amazing if you have not seen this movie do not watch it um i watched it again when i was like 20 years old so that was what eight years ago oh, um so it's at 11 percent yes. stars leslie nielsen is the is the villain Ooh, rob uh-huh. schneider is in it when oh, he was like 22 man. years old Good for him yes so this movie is about three guys uh two are adopted young men, one who's probably late high school and one who's probably early middle school. And then their friend who is Rob Schneider. Yep. They're a bunch of they're a bunch of surf bros in California. And it turns out that these two adopted kids are princes of some far distant uh, Middle Eastern land. Of course, and Absolutely. <laughs> they have secret ninja powers 
and Leslie Nielsen is after them because he wants to kill them because he wants the throne. Mm, um, of course. <laughs> and the youngest of the two has a uh, se- a handheld Sega game that predicts the future. <laughs> the the older one is just a, a really good at being a ninja and really good at karate. Yeah, uh, he's in the, it's the guy from Ninja Turtles, I, or, or at least I think he is. I'm looking at him you. right now. He okay, looks familiar. So his Eddie Eddie Reyes Jr. Ooh. is from Ninja. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles isn't he, 2. Isn't he the pizza delivery guy in the best Ninja Se- Turtles movie? Yep. Secret of the Ooze. Yep. Ooh. Which is on the bubble um, for my top 100 which, list that we were talking about earlier. It's an incredible movie. I will say the first one's better than the second one, oh, but the second one's still good. I think second one, then first, then third. Okay, keep going. Uh, the first one's just so gritty and so good. The second Ninja Turtle movie does have Vanilla Ice. Yes. And he sings Ninja Rap. That is a hilarious is ending. Go Turtle, go Turtle, mm-hmm. go. Uh, but it, I like it's the... It's Go Ninja, oh, Go Ninja, I, go. Okay, but I'm fake-ass Ninja Turtle fan. Uh, three actually qualified <laughs> for this list, and I almost put it on there, but I didn't. You guys don't need to say if you did. I don't like... But no, I don't like that movie. Two, two, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 is not good. Yeah, the the third sequel, when you, you just like got nothing left, so you decided to time travel. So many franchises yep. have fallen for that mistake. Uh, but in the second one, it's got one of my favorite movie lines of all time, uh, A Little Too Raff, when they're infiltrating the base and Raff is captured. Yep. And uh, like Michelangelo keeps, like they're like, oh, it's uh, it's quiet here. A little too quiet, Michael says. And then like they go up, they knock out the guards. Oh, that was easy. A little too easy. And they see Raph. Hey, it's Raph. A little too Raph. <laughs> it's 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 so much funny where Classic when Ninja comedy. Turtles are doing it. But that's one of my favorite lines. Like when I made Facebook and people actually filled out more than just like your picture and name. Like when you used to populate quotes, that was one of my yeah. favorite quotes. Heck yeah. So, so back to Surf Ninjas. Uh, I watched the trailer and. In the tra- okay, so Surf Ninjas was released in 1993. Within Dang. the move, it, within the trailer, it says the quote: "It's three ninjas meets Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles." Okay, that is my dream. Yeah, I mean, because we <laughs> love those <laughs> movies. You and I watched those as yeah. a kid, but all three of these so much. So, so three ninjas wasn't. I guess uh, kick like kick back and I think knuckle up as well. Which Three one has Hulk Hogan? Were... Kick back. That's th- no, neither of them. They're the high noon at Thunder Mountain. Oh, or whatever gosh. it's called. My bad. I'm mixing oh. up all these ninja so, movies. This is the one where on the weird... cover they're holding katanas on surfboards, which is a wild cover. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the cover's yes. awesome. <laughs> That's like a, a great surf sport. ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so. There was this weird, like, 1990 to 1995, 96, when all little boys wanted to be was a ninja. Still yeah. do. Yeah. And, and, it, and it was, like, a beautiful time. Seriously. Yeah, surf ninjas really got me. They capitalized Dude, on, that, a, on that wave, I, yeah. if you will. The, my, like, trajectory through elementary school, when you write what you want to be when I grow up, I would write uh, Barry Larkin, Ninja, and then later years I wrote Write for Game Informer, but which was a magazine. <laughs> but like I wrote Ninja for a lot of what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah, I remember seeing Three Ninjas and thinking that was the coolest shit anyone could ever aspire to. You know, mm. ugh, I was in on that. 
Well, so I, I've had a really hard time talking about like three ninja. Like I don't work with a lot of people that are directly my age. I don't know if it's our, we're all the same age. You've had a really hard time but, like, talking there's... about anything tonight. Cause we just keep interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I've had a really hard time, like having community around my childhood because I loved things like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I loved Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And for the life of me, all I wanted was for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, to be like ranked like a 10% so I could talk about it. Oh, That's yeah. all I wanted. Wait, is, is Secret of the Ooze? Oh, wait, no. Is, uh, is the Mighty Morphin movie not under 30? No, it's 37. Oh, that's all I wanted to talk about. That is such a good movie. That and movie it, does uh, kick ass. Yes, I it's 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 a great film. I was th- almost brought up Power Rangers as we were talking about how every kid wanted to be a ninja because like it's adjacent to that in my mind, but I didn't <laughs> want to take us more off topic. Oh, totally. But yeah. like yeah, it's totally adja- like same same vibe, same thoughts as what you're saying about these ninja movies. And that did you guys great. have yeah, did you guys have a specific Power Ranger you wanted to be? I know who Wills was, and it was Tommy, Tommy the Green Ranger. Tommy the Green Ranger. Tommy. The bad I boy. Thought, I thought the mysticism of the White Ranger made him the coolest. Yeah, I liked Blue yeah. Ranger. Billy. I was a Billy bitch. Nerd. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> uh, I never saw the new one. I want to I go watch the new one. <laughs> I will say that. I will say. I, I actually I did watch the new one. It was very average. Yeah. Um, That... I have two, like the first time that I realized that I was like a straight man was Kimberly watching Mighty Kimberly. Morphin Kimberly. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. She, and then the second one was Kelly Kapowski from oh, Saved by the Bell, sure. but we won't get into it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Things didn't end well for you too. That's cool. No. That, yeah. The, That's the Power cool. Rangers movie would be a good submission. That one slaps. It's got uh, one of my favorite songs is featured in that movie and uh, in the Dazed and Confused soundtrack, Edgar Winter's Free Ride is, is such a good song, and it's in both the soundtracks for both movies. Nice. Uh, okay. So. All right. So, yeah. So, to wrap all that up, <laughs> Surf Ninjas, 11% was my number three. <laughs> Badass. Yes. Dude, I forget what my number three is. Are we going here? Are we ready for it? I'm yeah. ready. Oh, number three, uh, easy. D2, The Mighty Ducks, 1994. Oh, dude! Hell yeah! How Let's is that go. below 30%? It's a, it's a 20%. Here's no the thing. Way. Oh my god, I feel like a fucking idiot wow. right now. Will, wait, okay, I'm shocked because, Will, uh, we were talking about the pers- like you know prospect of doing this next uh, week, last week, and you're like, oh, I've already got a movie. I'm so hyped. I figured it had to be a Mighty Ducks movie, so you got oh. no Mighty Ducks on your list. Because get this, guys. They all or the first three. I don't know if they made extras. They all qualify. Really? Isn't that insane? Yes. No and way. So I didn't want to take up my list with more than one. It, this is totally uh-huh. a nostalgia joint. Uh, but yeah. I, I actually watched all three Mighty Ducks or the first two again. I figured the third one with high school. I remember not being good. Um, um, I watched one and two, and I enjoyed them enough. They were about they were what I expected. But I loved these movies <laughs> as a kid. Yeah. Uh, 
I think number two really like I know it's not the origin but it's better because bringing all those kids together is just so much fun like they all have their own unique fun quirk or uh-huh. stereotype depending on how you want to look at it and like <laughs> yeah. bringing that like dream team together to fight Iceland is so cool like yeah. Iceland is such a perfect villain with that sexy like evil head coach and he like takes <laughs> out uh he, he takes out Gordon Bombay's leg when they play 1v1 uh, yeah. actually yeah. I almost I almost couldn't make it through the start of this movie because I had just watched the first one and Gordon Bombay is such an unlikable like asshole at mm-hmm. the start of this because they have to set up his redemption arc at the start of D2 he is like forgotten everything he's learned in the first one and like uh. I was like emotional about it um, and then they wrote out uh, his you know the the love interest Charlie's mom but um this movie's just so fun. It introduces the knuckle puck, and it's just like it's just my favorite Ugh. memory of sport. That and Angels in the Outfield as a kid. Love love those sports movies. Yeah, yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm so shocked that any of the Mighty Ducks movies are below thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, I thought it would maybe be three. I was yeah. right there with you. Yeah, my goodness. Like it wouldn't have even. Occurred I didn't even to look them up. I, I didn't even these. look them up. Yeah, right, right. Oh, I absolutely adored these movies growing <laughs> up, and That's I funny. also. Though, as much as I had a ninja phase, I 100% had a hockey phase as well, where I was yes. like, dude, I'm going to be a professional hockey player. <laughs> and you yell knuckle puck, and then you try to hit the ball like Keenan Thompson. <laughs> uh, and the, dude, the Bash Bros in this one? The Bash so Bros! Yes! I freaking love the yeah, Bash dude. Bros. They're the shit. All right, fun fact. Fun fact. Yeah. Give it to me. Dean Portman, the second Bash Brother, is married to... Fuck, what's her name? Uh, <laughs> oh, what doing these days? I didn't do the research. I didn't do the research. I shouldn't oh, have no. I should have done this. I should have yeah, done this. You even told us how fun this fact would be. Yeah, I don't want to pull a John Travolta. It makes me so nervous. I'm Idina Menzel. What? What? No really? way. Adele Dazim. No way. <laughs> yes. Is it Idina Menzel? It made me so Yes. Wow. That's insane. That's uh, crazy. His, so his name we... is Aaron Lore. I love Adina and uh, like we talked a lot about her on our Disney songs episode and I'm going to Chris and Mika are coming back and I was going to bring this up, but a podcast I've been really getting into called strong songs did an episode on let it go and it is fantastic. Um, But I love Adina Menzel. Good for that guy. I know. I was psyched to see her in uncut gems married to Adam Sandler. Oh, but glad she's moved on to bash bro. Seriously, though. I love the freaking Bash Brothers. Yeah. The bad boys. They're so good. Will, and I thought I was so confident this would be here for you because in our very first episode of this podcast, again, that I'm guessing you don't remember, you you have the quote that is, fuck you, Google, because you Google the Mighty Ducks and you get upset about how low its Rotten Tomatoes score is. That's what reminded <laughs> me of it. <laughs> so I'm not even mad at Rotten Tomatoes. I'm mad at Google for choosing to tell me that. Um, but that was a long, long time <laughs> ago. Uh, dude, you guys remember when yeah, Cincinnati had a minor league team that was the Cincinnati Mighty Ducks? Yes, that's why it was like yeah. so like part of our, our history, I feel Seriously, like. part of our ethos, you know? Yeah. Ugh. And like this is the this is the birth of that Mighty Ducks logo in Jersey when they do yeah. like a costume change in at halftime of the championship game versus Iceland. They yeah. trade in their Team USA sponsor jerseys when, you know, Gordon Bombay, Emilio Estevez decides not to sell out and they go out in these badass new duck uniforms. Yeah. Quack, quack, yeah. quack, ducks yep. fly together. 
Yeah, they do. Seriously. Yeah. Though. Although, I dude, I'll say I like D3. I thought D3 was cool. You know, when they See, go to that private school. The high school. Yeah, they're old. Yeah. I'll have, I'll have yeah. to check it out again. What were you going to say, yeah. Mike? Oh, I, another dumb sidetrack story. <laughs> but, but when I ran for some officer position in the Anderson High School Orchestra, we had to give a speech. And being, you know, the caliber of human I did, I just didn't take it seriously and made a total joke. I did my whole speech in quotes from famous speeches, one of them being, ducks fly together. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Mighty Ducks. Any other thoughts? Fantastic one, pick. I, no. I was worried about the nostalgia when I saw the rating. I would not make the same Surf Ninja recommendation. It's not going to be as good as when you were a kid, but these are still both fun movies. Yeah. God, I do feel silly. I'm not even going to, like, part of me wants to adjust my list. But I just don't. I can't. We can that make it up so in the in the good. master list. Yeah, yeah. I that's got your back, thinking. man. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. I was just hoping someone else would have my back with Hook because that was close for me, too, in a similar nostalgic vibe. Mm. Um. All right. Who's okay, up here? Alec. I take me to the two spot. All two right. Spot. I've been given all these preambles about these, and they're probably getting a little old, so I'm just gonna jump into this Alec one. Alec is flipping a notebook. He has lined <laughs> college ruled notes on a notebook. I love you so much. That makes Standard me so rules. happy. Dude, since Alec showed up on his first episode and was just, I, well, I guess the 2019 movies episode, I'm like, I could listen to Alec talk about movies forever. And then, like, uh, just like knowing that you have handwritten notes makes me so happy. <laughs> It's all for you, man. Keep going. <laughs> okay, so in my two spot at 8% on Rotten Tomatoes is oh, the movie Envy. I don't know if I know that. Whoa. Yeah. Envy? Yeah. I forgot about Envy. Yeah. Jack Black, Ben Stiller, good- Amy Poehler, Rachel Weiss. This is an all-star cast. I'm not, yeah. okay, Jack Black is like, I watch everything he's in. I just yeah. learned about Bernie, the movie. And uh-huh. Okay, tell me about Envy. I'm looking okay. at it. It's crazy. So yeah. Envy came out in 2004. It originally, like, it didn't test well with audiences, so they were just going to, like, dump it direct to video. But then in 2003, Jack Black had a star turn in School of Rock, so they were like, okay, we can probably make some money Best off movie. this because Jack Black and Ben Stiller are both now big. So they put it in theaters. It didn't do well. Obviously, got an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it lost a lot of money. But the movie is about Ben Stiller and Jack Black. They're next-door neighbors, best friends, and they work at the same company together. Ben Stiller is like the play-by-the-rules, you know, just keep your head down, do good work, and things will pay off for you type guy. Yeah, you've seen it. And Jack Black is like the the head-in-the-clouds dreamer always trying to invent things. Um, and so Ben always like kind of doesn't dog on Jack's ideas, but like never really encourages him or supports him. And then one day Jack Black invents this thing called Vaporize, which is a spray <laughs> that you spray on dog poop yep. to make it disappear. And he becomes like a billionaire overnight <laughs> and stays living next door to, to Ben Stiller. So Ben Stiller has to see his best friend turn his house into this giant mansion by like a carousel, a whole stable of full of horses and things of that nature. Um, and it's basically just kind of about how Ben Stiller unravels as envy eats at his soul. And uh, he sees his um, best friend and neighbor become way more successful than him. But it's. I mean, there's a reason it's 8% on Rotten Tomatoes, to be sure. <laughs> but this movie is a mm-hmm. lot of fun. It's got, you know, it's got a pretty pure heart. You know, it's like they're just trying to be funny. They're just trying to make something that's 
um i don't know they're just trying to get laughs all the performances in it are really earnest as well like um it's an early role for amy poehler like this was before she was really in anything big yeah. so um she does a really great job has some really good scenes i just watched uh amy poehler and they came together which i don't know how i didn't hear of but yeah. I thought that was a hilarious like rom-com parody yeah with the Amer- or wet hot american summer crew is paul rudd in that as well yep Yes, it's her, it's in Paul What Rudd. That's a fun time. It's got like half the cast of New Girl and Parks and Rec and like all these shows that people like for those specific actors. It's yeah, a fun time. That is a fun movie. Uh, but yeah, and there's Rachel Vice who like typically doesn't do comedy, but she's super funny in it as well. Um, and then there's Christopher Walken who plays this like homeless anarchist who just kind of brings brings a funny vibe to it all. But um, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Envy is like one of those things where I, I would honestly recommend checking it out. Give it like 15 minutes of your time. If it catches you, watch it. You'll enjoy it. Um, but if in 15 minutes you're not hooked, you know, you feel free to turn it off. But I'm a fan I'm of Envy. I'm 100% going to – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check that one out too Yeah, I don't really remember it. I feel like I've watched it on TV though. Or maybe I'm just honestly remembering the commercials. But I love Jack Black so much, and you mentioned School of Rock. I think that's the greatest movie of all time, maybe. So, so good. Yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah. But, so yeah, that's my number two, Envy. Good pull. Well, right. are you up? Um, yeah, I'm up. So I think that this is, this is like a really hard one, because like really our lists have been filled with nostalgia. Maybe Envy's a little different. I I watched Envy a, a few times. Pitch Perfect three I, like, came in high out school. like a yeah. year ago, but yeah. yeah, Pitch Perfect three came out. Yeah, uh, twenty seventeen. <laughs> I looked it up. Um, so this one is a really weird one. It is not gonna. It's one hundred percent not gonna end up on our final. <laughs> um, Can I make a guess? Gonna, it's, it's, I'm gonna lose. No, there's there's a zero percent chance that you would guess it. But please, oh, okay, please no, no, then I won't. I was gonna. No, 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 I want you to. No, now I already know it's 100% not this. I was just going by, like, the recency thing. I want to hear what you have to say. Okay. Well, I was going to guess King Arthur, The Legend of the Sword. <laughs> the 2017 <laughs> Guy the twenty seventeen guy Ritchie movie. It qualifies. It was on the bubble of my list, uh, and it's recent. Yeah. That one's fine. Um, No. Okay, so my number two is a movie that I've watched like two and a half times in the last two or three years. Can I years. guess again? Uh, it's sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Cloverfield. <laughs> Clover, there's no way Cloverfield no. qualifies. Yeah, it does. And Kung Pao. Cloverfield? Dude, Kung Pao, Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. Yeah, that's a great. Was on my border. Same. I'm just guessing these because I'm trying to guess your thing. But okay. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Do Pearl yes. Harbor qualifies? I'm gonna, I'm, yeah, all these qualified. Uh, uh, Jason X, the Friday the 13th movie where they're in space. <laughs> can, I can, can I talk? Can I talk? Can I guess all the Friday the 13th movies? Because they all qualify, <laughs> and I don't think they're that bad. The final chapter? Okay, sorry, no. Will. Mortal Engines, okay. last one. <laughs> I'm going to rip out. I'm going to rip my skin off my body. Sorry. <laughs> if you say another word. Please continue. I'm just getting back um, at you. You kind of earned it. That's fair. Um, I've told you to eat a D like three times. <laughs> Thanks for censoring. Tonight. Um, I'm going to okay, bleep so out my the D so two. people think you said dick. 
<laughs> okay. So my number two is a movie starring and it's at uh it's at twenty-three percent. It's starring Alicia Vikander and James McAvoy, and it is called Submergence. I've never heard of this movie. So I've never heard of it. No one has. You're thinking of U571? No one has heard of this movie. <laughs> yes. No. Okay, so this movie, I saw a trailer for this movie like five years ago. And so it like, I do not believe it got a U.S. theatrical release. Mm. It was a movie that was made, I think in 20, I believe in 2017 or 2016. It was when they actually filmed this movie. And obviously both of these actors are like on the rise during that time. Sure. And it follows, uh, it, the plot isn't solid, but I think both of those actors are incredible and they, they are incredible in this movie, Mm. but like the plots kind of suck. So it's about a guy, James McAvoy, who is British intelligence, who, is on vacation in between missions, like waiting for his next mission. Mm. And a woman, Alicia Vikander, who is at the same bed and breakfast as him, who is kind of a marine biologist, who is about to go into a submarine in one of the deepest parts of the ocean that anyone's ever gone to. So he's about to go on this mission. She's about to go in the submarine. It's about this like week they spend together and it time jumps of like him on this mission and in captivity and her in the submarine. And it's, I mean, they're great together. Mm. They had good chemistry. Um, I think that she's one of my favorite actresses. He's one of my favorite actors. What else is she in? I'm, I'm not the movie buff. Uh, I, I watch movies, but I don't know these things like you guys. So Alicia Vikander is in, um, I can just click her name. <laughs> uh, she's she's Tomb Raider. She is in Ex Machina. The Danish girl. Oh, she's the robot girl. The Danish oh, girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's incredible. Oh, she's the Married girl. Married to oh. Michael Fassbender. She's in, speaking oh. of Guy Ritchie, King Arthur, she's in The Man from Uncle. She's the girl in that. That's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize she was married to Fassbender. Wow. Oh, yeah, who dog. Will said was his Brad Pitt that he would kiss. Yeah. Seriously. Um, Will, I'm glad that you are well spoken and like good at at selling and explaining this movie because someday you are gonna die and you are going to have to explain mm-hmm. to the God in heaven that you put this movie on your list, but no Mighty Ducks movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, my god! Get your practice in now, oh, dude. That's fair. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude, I love that this movie's on here though because like I love. I don't know. There's something special that, about finding a movie that, like, I don't know, that not a lot of other people like, but just for some reason hits you right in the the right spot at the right yeah. time, you know? It's There's Absolutely. something special about that, you know? I love it. My number Thanks one might be more... I feel like, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for a much more wholesome take on this, Alec, but I'm I'm supposed to be the wholesome guy here, so you're really making me look bad. <laughs> just tell so, Will so, to eat a dick. Alec... <laughs> Yeah, tell me to eat a dick. Alec, I really do appreciate your point. I think that there are certain movies that hit us in certain times in our life that, like, if we watched them later on in life, they wouldn't mean anything to us. But because of, like, where they land when we watch them for the first time, they're important to us or we like them a lot. Absolutely. Like, the movie... 
the movie Warrior with Tom Hardy and Nick Nolte oh. is one of my favorite movies. It's so sad. Mm. Yes. Um when I was in when I was in early high school, I like four years after it was released, I watched the movie Bridge to Terabithia and oh. cried like a baby. Yeah. Louis yeah. Nolte spoiled that and for our I whole class. God, he he read to the part where the girl dies. Oh, spoilers for Bridge to Terabithia. <laughs> now you ruined it for an entire else. class. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And the my cycle continues. Loves Warrior, so bad. My, my old roommate, he used to sob watching that. Uh, yeah. So but good. retweet on all that. People should like what they like and not, you know, care what other people say. Do what you think is fun, unless it's like racist or a sex crime or whatever. But, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you. so, to end mine, it, this happens a lot when I'm listening to something where I forget what the hell they said. So submergence yep. was my number two. That's good. Restating yeah. what we're talking about is good. I hate that when I'm listening to podcasts and I forget or mm. I, I just miss it. Yeah. Okay. Ready for my number two. Yep. Um, let me scroll. I scrolled up there to get my list of movies that were on the bubble when I was guessing <laughs> for Will. Um, number two, twilight breaking Dawn part one. <laughs> Jeezle, Mike. Don't <laughs> jeezle me. Remember what I said about liking what you like? like? Yeah. Yeah, all right. No, sure. you just set that up. You're like, hey, guys, like, free love. Everyone should love everyone. Hey, guys, just, just an FYI, I married this penguin over here. It has nothing to do with what I was just saying, but, like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm having sex with this penguin. Dude. Remember what if, we talked about? Like, no judgment. <laughs> if Kristen Stewart or Robert Pattinson were a penguin, I would marry either of them. Um, uh, but, yeah, Powerful have you guys statement. seen this movie or the Twilight series? No. No. I've seen the first one. <laughs> okay, you've seen the first one. You haven't seen any of them, Alec? No, I mean, no, I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of I think the first one, but, but no, I have not. Okay, and so like, I understand in a conversation with a uh, everyman, like objectively, this isn't gonna hold up as, um, you know, the best movie. But the reason it's so high on my list is because there are like a couple series I watch every year. I watch the Three Lord of the Rings every year. I watch the Seven Harry Potter's every year, and somehow like fit into there. I watch the Twilight movies every year. Uh, they are like, yeah, there's this strange nostalgia. I was actually being an asshole in the antithesis of what I just kind of projected. And I made fun of a, a friend for reading and watching them and then like wanted to watch them all kind of as a joke. Um, and partially cause I felt bad mm. and like, I watched them with some guy friends. I actually saw this movie. Well, guess who I saw twilight breaking down part one with. Uh, I saw it with our ex-girlfriend, Natalie Burnins. God damn it. Stop <laughs> saying that. And it was great. Me and her were in the theater. And then, like, I saw the finale with some of my guy friends in the theater. And then I I, li- have, I just moved, but I lived with... I like living with uh, a female. You know, not that only females can enjoy these movies, but me and my old roommate, Emily, would watch these movies because we liked them. Um, and, okay... All that personal stuff aside, this series has a lot going for it. Like, this is another series where it's fun to lean into, sort of like Fast mm. and Furious, but it's also fun to just dunk on and rip on and watch to laugh at, just like Fast and Furious. Like, yeah. uh, when you throw the vampire and werewolf and human angle into it, it just adds so much more depth to, like, this, like, uh, if you're going to watch a romance or what some might call a chick flick, like, it just opens up all these new avenues, like, for different types of conflict, different types of comedy, different, like, just 
I don't know, little little things you wouldn't consider. Like there's something really interesting if you buy into it about Bella being in love with this girl. Like he's his love is like juxtaposed with the fact that he is constantly tempted to eat her. That like he loves her enough to overcome this temptation of like like you know being next to what what most people wouldn't be able to resist. Uh, and so like yeah, th- there's just like two accessible audience entry points in that you can make fun of it or you can buy in and it's actually a really interesting love story and there's some fun action i think that bella's dad charlie is adorable and really well acted i think kristen stewart who i love in general again i'm biased she does a great job like people say she's like awkward or unemotive and that's perfect that's what the character is I've, I'm, I'm gonna go through the books eventually but i've only read the first one and like yeah bella is uh, kristen stewart's nailing this awkward teenager like uh, yeah, okay, sorry. I'm talking in general about the series. I'll just stop because we don't have time for that. This movie <laughs> in particular, I haven't even brought up this movie. This movie is uh, the best for both those entry points I talked about. It's the it's not the worst in the series. It's kind of sandwiched between two of the best in the series overall. Um, but it has the weirdest shit in it. So if you are just like not bought in to laugh on it, like you can laugh at this has the vampire C-section in it. It has the weird oh. CGI baby. It has Kristen Stewart drinking blood. Like it has like this, but like if you are bought into it, it's all these interesting twists on the relationships. Like, Everybody has come together for this wedding. I love a wedding. I'm a sucker for a dance floor scene. My two favorite characters, Alice and Jasper, crush it on the dance floor in this one. Um, mm. But then, like, as all this interesting stuff happens, Bella, again, spoilers for Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 1, Bella gets pregnant, which they didn't think is possible, from a vampire. And so, like, it's just all this bizarre stuff happening and, like, this tension. And all of a sudden, the Cullens that liked Bella are kind of now against her because they want, they think it's a demon and they want to kill the baby. And the one Cullen who who uh, Bella never got along with is now on her side because she empathizes with her situation because she had a similar situation in her past before she was a vampire. It just turns a lot on her head, a whole lot of tension. Yeah. Um, it's it's just a lot, a lot coming together. And I think the series is worth checking out for those reasons I said. And then this was the best one that qualified. So if like a Harry Potter movie or a Lord of the Rings movie qualified, regardless of how bad it was, because I'm so into that franchise, yeah, a Lord of the Rings would, be, would never qualify. It would be, I'm saying, I'm saying it would have qualify. to be high on my list, and that's why Twilight Breaking Dawn Part Two is high on my list. Um, yeah, yeah. Dude, you kind of sold also, me. Edward Cullen uses Yahoo. Oh boy, <laughs> sorry. Strike <Continue>. three. <laughs> but no, you kind of sold I, me. I, kinda, I mean, one time Megan and I watched every hunger games movie in one day uh so i feel like i've, I've got an appetite for some some angsty teen films in my in my ether yeah. So, so yeah give it a shot the movies tend to have good soundtracks the last two in particular those are strong soundtracks that i revisit like they're they're worth a listen including uh it's got a great song by annie clark is the lead singer of what band and it's also the name of wills of it's um Oh my God! I literally we listened to them Saint two Vincent. nights. Saint Vincent. Yes, Thank God. and so I always think of you because Will's wife, before they were married, her name was Annie Clark, and so I always would think of you when I listened to. There's a song called "The Antidote" that is on the soundtrack to this movie or the one after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's, it's overall the central conflict isn't my favorite, but it's definitely interesting and unexpected, and and there's there's a lot going on to to that you've been waiting for this movie. You've been waiting for a lot of the things that happen in this movie to happen. 
Mm. Okay, we can we can go on. Thanks for letting me talk about Twilight. Will, did you do you have any memories or thoughts on the first one that you saw, or is that in the past? And oh dead? no, it it no, I've got no thoughts. Enough so where I thought to myself like, hey, maybe I'll watch the second one, and then I got three minutes into it, and I was like, no, I'm good. The second one is the worst. I'm like angry at everybody, but maybe that's a good thing because it it actually elicits like genuine emotion from me because I'm so upset at how terrible both love interests are to this poor girl, like that I it's I don't want to watch it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I would love to. I, okay, if nothing else, if I didn't tell you there, I really want to do an episode ranking the Twilight movies. I think we could have a lot of fun for all the reasons I just talked about. You guys should consider watching them. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll definitely. If you're consider. interested in that, write in. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it, Alec. You are the most wholesome one. What was I thinking? <laughs> and I'm a good and because you're the most wholesome, you can take us to your number one spot. Hot all damn! Right. In my number one spot. Uh, this one is also an action movie, uh, somewhat in the vein of Fast and Furious, but it, this predated the Fast and Furious series, so maybe this will be on somebody else's list. Will's getting excited. I don't want to disappoint him, but at 25% in my number one spot is a movie called Gone in 60 Seconds. Oh, that movie's fucking incredible. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's, not, that's, that's not mine. That's not my number one. That movie's, that movie's fire. Huh. I didn't know. Hell that's yeah. under 30%? Yeah, 25%. So many of these are surprising. Because right? like, I feel like that is, was like an action hit. Like Seriously, Like that was played regularly on TV. I know. Huh. Yeah, it kicks ass. I feel like it's one of those movies where a bunch of critics were just up their asses about what a good movie was. So they were like, mm, I don't think so. When sure. in actuality, they were like, I would like that fucking movie. You know? So Also, before Will goes, now I have a guess for his number one. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, dude, Gone in 60 Seconds. I remember watching this movie. So nostalgia definitely plays a role for me because I watched it for the first time when I was probably like 11 or 12. One of those first action movies that you ever watch. But this thing is everything. It's got good guys, bad guys, car chases, Nick Cage in his prime, just acting his pants off. Um, there are sweet cars, there are fight scenes. So if you haven't seen this movie, the premise is Nicolas Cage, first of all, is in it. He's a former car thief, <laughs> a retired car thief, um, whose brother, whose younger brother has just gotten into trouble with some gangsters because he messed up a job where he was supposed to be stealing some cars. So in order to get his younger brother out of a jam, Nicolas Cage has to put together a team of car thieves to steal 50 cars in one night. Boom. <laughs> if you aren't <laughs> rushing to your local red box to get this movie right now, then all right, you probably have other things going on. It's okay. But Gone in 60 Seconds is awesome. <laughs> it's got Giovanni Ribisi. It's got Robert Duvall. He's so good. It's got Angelina Jolie. It's got... Yeah. Uh, in Dreadlocks. Yes, in Dreads. Oh, yeah. Who'd have thought? Dreads. Uh, it's got Chi McBride. It's got Delroy Lindo. Timothy Oliphant Wait. in a small role. You you Dude. said it was predating the Fast and Furious Char Charlize Theron shows up with weird white dreadlocks in yep. Fast Whoa. 8. It really did set She's the stage for that. Definitely channeling yep. Angelina Jolie's energy in Gone in 60 Seconds. Oh but, my gosh. But dude, I mean, just on concept alone, stealing 50 cars in one night with a team of like eight people, that's incredible. That is must-see television. That is like, 
you know, Tyson Pacquiao pay-per-view. <laughs> like, did, uh, <laughs> did it follow the uh, 28 days later progression where like the next, the sequel was gone in 60 minutes and then it was like gone in 60 hours. Like they were more forgiving with the time window. It was a it missed opportunity. It should have done that, but, but sadly okay. no. Uh, but no, I love gone in 60 seconds. I feel like I could quote so many lines from it. I won't do that because I feel like it's a little too obscure, but Damn Just good give us movie. one Nick Cage hard hitting one liner. Trying to think. <laughs> I just stole fifty cars from you in one night. I'm a little tired. I'm a little wired, and I think I deserve some appreciation. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a lot of dialogue there. Good job, man. Good. There's no Dude, reason I've I should been... still know that line. <laughs> Uh, okay, so speaking of incredible garbage that I watch and I interject and say, hey, I saw that, Joey Brunner and I watched uh, a group of guys from Rooster Teeth. They recited the they recited episode one, The Phantom Menace, live. It took them like what? four hours, but one guy had the script up, and then the, between the two of them, they had to get through the whole movie. And a guy had like a button wow. to change to put on the droid voice. And like <laughs> when they got to the Padre scene, he put on like an echo, so he was announcing, Ben Quadranero! <laughs> and like it was... I watched this for hours and was dying and they had to oh, take a shot so every cool. time they got a line wrong so it was yeah. way worse by the end because they were just actually throwing up but <laughs> I was like yeah. trying to think of what movie I could do it might be School of Rock would be my best shot at, at oh, reciting dude. line for line but it's such a fun thing to watch these guys just having fun yeah yeah I could do School of Rock with you for sure that'd be a blast oh hell yeah seriously okay. I would I like could, to do I like, probably get close. I would like to do a mu- musical movies episode and a movie musical episode. So like one is just movies that are about music and one is movie musicals. Those are both topics I'd love to hit. Um but did I interrupt you? No. We have no, more? that's I, my, I don't that's remember my this one. movie enough. Yeah, it's I think I've seen it on TV again, but it's maybe not even all of it. It's so I'll have to revisit. Yeah, I think this for me is one of those incredible. movies that hit me right in the right spot at the right time and has just become an instant classic. I feel like I carry with wherever I go, I carry my phone, wallet, a Bible, and a copy of Gone in Sixty Seconds on Blu ray. <laughs> <laughs> on bl- on Blu ray, baby. <laughs> oh, uh, there you go. Yes, sir. That's all I have to say. I just got a key. I got a thumb drive on my keys that has all the Fast and Furious movies. (laughs) Um, Okay. Will. What's up? You said you wanted to guess mine. Oh, every time time I'm up. (laughs) Let me do this. Michael gets to go. All right. uh, And I'm Will McKenzie. I weigh 210 pounds. And my number one movie is Bad Boys 2. Bad Boys 2! Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Well, this is nobody. Shake your tail feather, right? This is shake your. Isn't this the Nelly shake your tail feather one? That was two. No. No? No, I mean, I'm sure it's in the movie, but. Oh, whatever. Okay, so is the Bad Boys song also Nelly? What like the no. bad boy song? Okay, no, no, that the bad boy for life. That's, that's an P. Old Diddy. Song. Okay, okay, yeah. but this is the one I think with Nelly Shake Your Tail, tail Feather, which is maybe the best part of it. But keep going. <laughs> it's a, okay, fun movie. Michael Bay at his prime. Take yes. it. <laughs> okay, Michael Bay crushing this movie. Okay, so Bad Boys One, which is okay. <laughs> Let me back up. 
two weeks ago on Netflix. I was like, wait, Bad Boys is on Netflix. Let's get it. And I watched Bad Boys. Bad Boys one, incredible. Yeah. So funny. I don't I don't know how I feel because it's a it's definitely Bad Boys one is more action heavy. Yeah. Where it's a little bit more serious. Maybe not more action y, but it's a little bit more serious. Bad Boys Two is definitely like an action comedy. Um, and so obviously I finished Bad Boys One. Go right into Bad Boys Two. Yes, Michael, you have a question and you want to interrupt again. Please go. <laughs> I raise my I just wanna I wanna read a list of things. because uh, this was on my this is in consideration. I've got some some notes here. Um just before you cover them, because it's hilarious to hear them side by side. These are just some things that happen in this movie. Do you mind if I read them? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Will Smith jumps through the air shooting two guns that and he shoots yes. a KKK member in the neck after the bullet passes through beer bottles and Martin Lawrence's ass. <laughs> ass. Yep, his ass. The camera moves through a club of people dancing and literally films upskirt shots of women dancing. Yep. There oh, is a shot that. of two rats having sex. Nice. <laughs> Multiple corpses are thrown from a car and run over by another car. Hell yeah. Yep. <laughs> Will, corpses, Will yes. Sm- a lot of dead people. Both actors defile corpses, and Will Smith mm-hmm. specifically checks out a corpse's boobs. Will Smith. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me let, let me defend let me defend that one. Let me defend Mike Lowry. <laughs> Mike Lowry. One. Chris Light loves Mike Lowry. Um, no, it, it is a woman. And Martin Lawrence comes up and he's like, what are you doing to that woman? She's naked, blah, 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 blah. She's dead. Show some respect. And Mike Lowry is like, what are you talking about, man? Like, I'm not looking at her. And so it's like insinuated that he did, but he's not. Okay. Okay. Uh, And there's a last one. We'll end on Will Smith makes out with his girlfriend on a minefield. Uh, Oh, they drive a Hummer through a shanty town. There's just, this is like peak (laughs) Michael Bay nihilism. Yes. Keep going. <laughs> so bad. What do you mean keep going? I haven't started talking about the movie yet. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you. Uh, After okay. Michael has explained I'm everything glad. about the movie. <laughs> Those are all the main plot points, right? Rats having sex, upskirt. <laughs> uh, okay. So Bad Boys 2 follows Mike Lowry and... Oh, I forget his name. Uh, Marcus Burnett. There you go. Uh, who is who's Martin Lawrence's character? And it's a few years after the first one. Uh, Mike Lowry, Will Smith's character, is dating Martin Lawrence's character's sister. Um, they're in Miami. Uh, it, it has to do with drugs. Them finding drug money, and his sister's a DEA agent and yada 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 you can kind of guess the plot of them trying to find the drugs gotta find those drugs Mm -hmm. um surprise casting which i did not see this coming michael shannon plays a kkk member yeah and he is in the movie and he plays their snitch in this movie and gives them all these all this information on the drugs but he is a member of the Ku Klux Klan in this movie and he looks really young and it was very odd to see him in this movie Dude. um clat oh go ahead I was gonna, another sub 30% mo- early 2000s movie that Michael Shannon had a bit part where he was really young Pearl Harbor just wanted to um, yeah. slide that in there Michael Shannon plug friend of the Michael show Bay. 
Dude, but. while we're here though, I mean, especially when I just listed off all those facts, uh, and here's another one, like on that KKK scene, that incredible opener, there's just this insane shot mm -hmm. where Will Smith rips off the KKK robes, points akimbo pistols in opposite direction. He's wearing this, you know, police bulletproof vest. And right behind them, he's he's perfectly matched up with the burning cross that the KKKs were burning. And then there's like a KKK guy running in the background. It's just like, I don't know, an incredible shot that's really badass. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like that scene is iconic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I was just say, if you guys don't know Patrick Willems, he's like one of the leading uh, YouTube historians on Michael Bay, because I don't think it's a very popular field. Uh, and he's got a lot of great content and breakdowns of like things like Pearl Harbor and Bad Boys 2, which have both come up. Sorry, Will, you're not being interrupted anymore. No, you're good. I, I don't know if I have much else to say. I think Bad Boys 2 is worth a watch. It was also the first R-rated movie I ever saw at a drive-in. Oh, wow. Um, and I went with a friend, and then that night I threw up because I ate too much popcorn and candy. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> uh, and then my parents had to come pick me up at, like, 6 a.m. Oh, no. Dude, I think you threw up because of how much just, like, raw violence, like, and, like, just <laughs> sheer, like, disrespect for human life is in this movie. <laughs> like, they are just, these are the action heroes that don't care at all about uh, human life, like, they, they don't want to sacrifice right. themselves at all. It is just like, and it's got like every offensive joke in the sun, making fun of every different type of mm -hmm. group and way of life. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's Michael totally. Bay in his prime. Yeah. And prime okay, back Bay. to, we don't need to talk about, we could do a Michael Bay episode, but uh, Patrick Williams always says like, Michael Bay gets crap getting called like a sellout or whatever, but like I think he's the exact opposite of that. He is just like true to what he is. Like he's like fully realized in movies like this, where this is the exact kind of like movie he wants to make that's just all about big action and like sacrificing yeah. everything for spectacle. Yep. Did you uh, did you see Six Underground, uh, the Ryan Reynolds movie on Netflix? I started it and didn't finish it, but then I watched the really cool sniper scene on YouTube. I mean, I it wasn't because I was yeah, thought it was bad. It. I just like I left my house and then I never went back to it. Um, it's not really worth going back. It's classic Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah, Michael Bay. Yeah. I feel like he's you know I don't know he's kind of McDonald's or something like that. It's not like you're gonna take your fiance there after you proposed but you'll stop there on the way back from florida you know and it's great it's yeah. good you know there's a time and place for everything yeah yeah if nothing less he's he's interesting like his movies are not my favorite i, yeah. I agree yeah. with you. but this is like the this is maybe peak michael bay in this movie just for how ridiculous it is yep 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 peak bay all right mike you up I am up number one. How is this not on your guys' list? You know it's coming. Number one is Airheads. Oh. Let's go, <laughs> dude! That just came. Actually, I, do, I do love Airheads. <laughs> Hell yeah! That, this thing, uh, people can't who are listening can't see it. They're like, where you flip your fingers and snap. That just came back to me somehow. Something <laughs> in Airheads brought that out of me. It's, uh, the, it's the dip, dip snap, dip snap. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, and I don't even have like much written down. Like this is just again probably a time and place thing. But I still watch it and love it. I rewatched it. Airheads. I made the allusion to my star study cast on number one. Incredible. Steve Buscemi, Adam Sandler, Brendan Fraser, the man. Uh, it's got Kramer. It's got uh, Alec. You like Better Call Saul? It's yeah, got, Michael um, McKean. Chuck from Better Call Saul. Yeah, he's he's in it. Um, Chris Farley, the. Uh, there's a couple other cops are recognizable. It's just like 
pure like a lot of movies we said middle school joy like sleepovers um Mm-hmm. And like I remember, I had an obsession with Adam Sandler when I was young, and we would make those bro- blockbuster trips and get your Big Daddy, your Happy yeah. Gilmore, your Little Nicky, mm-hmm. your Billy yeah. Madison. <laughs> but then, like when we we had watched all of those movies thirty five times, so we had to dig deeper into the filmography. We saw stuff like uh, like Bulletproof, and then we came across Airheads, <laughs> and like this is early, maybe his first or second movie, and. I, I just love it. Oh, yeah, this is about a rock band. Back to musical movies. Love a good musical you know movie. They, they rock out in this. And they take a recording studio hostage so that they can play their track on the air. And just a lot of hijinks issue. The Lone issue. Ranger. Yeah, which that name itself is hilarious. And they make a joke about how pluralizing Lone Ranger makes them <laughs> no longer lone anymore. Uh, and it's just so many fun little goofs and gaffes along the way. I highly recommend. Uh, if it, it might not strike you if you're an adult and didn't see this as a kid but one it's my 16th favorite movie of all time currently gotcha. no i so i i mean i'll say some things on it i mike i obviously was introduced to this movie by you yeah um us spending a lot of our childhood together oh but uh no i was just um, happy about that <laughs> you know it's I yeah, I am too. Um, I watched it a few weeks ago, not a few weeks ago, a few months ago. And you didn't call um, me or text me or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, dog. <laughs> it's okay. His phone's phone super spotty. <laughs> I, I dude, I got a new number <laughs> on Cricket Wireless. I can't reach out. I'm sorry. Lost all my contacts. Oh, okay. Um, you're out of minutes. No, the movie's you're out of great. minutes. I'm out of minutes. I'm out of minutes. I'm out of minutes. <laughs> Um, dude, my stepdad's pissed at me. <laughs> he can only um, make calls to his fave five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, so this movie's great. Steve Buscemi is underrated in this movie. I think he's so funny. Absolutely. Honestly, the worst the worst character out of like the three main Don't ones say is Brendan Fraser. But he's no, he's he's the worst one. Okay. The out of the three? Yeah. Yeah. It's cringy. It's cringy him committing to the bad boy rocker, but like I I just cuz I love Brendan so much. Mm-hmm. I just I'm like, "Oh, he's sexy rock god. I'm I'm <laughs> buying it. I'm picking up what he's putting down even though it's pretty like lame and phoned in when you watch especially the opening scenes." It's got it's definitely has like this really interesting like Empire Records yes. like high fidelity vibe. High fidelity is my like number nine version. High fidelity is my number nine favorite movie of all time. That's Empire a great Records movie. didn't make the cut. But sorry. I mean that just ties in so much we talked about musical movies, Jack Black, and the reason I love high fidelity is because the main <laughs> character is obsessed with ranking top five lists. It hits so many beats for yeah, me. I like, about that. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, is yeah. that is a great movie. Yeah, I love that movie. Sorry, well, you just said so many words that just made me so excited and happy, and it all started with we spent our childhood together, so my heart is very <laughs> warm right now. <laughs> my heart is very full. Um, no, Airheads is great. I think it's funny. It's definitely worth a watch. Uh, I don't think it's... A, what What did you say the percentage was at? Uh, I think it's at like... Oh, 21%. Okay. Okay. But, but like, I'm shocked that's not like... Like at least a fifty percent, I guess. I don't know. Depending yeah. on how I, I read some of the reviews, they said the the problem with this parody is that they don't actually know what they're parodying. And like, if you watch it as an <laughs> adult, fair. none of the plot really like makes sense or lines up. But like, it's just constant joke after joke after hijinks, and and all these characters have their own little bits. It's it's a good time. It's 
good dumb humor. Yeah. Very quotable. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it, but I've seen Chris Farley scene, and anything with Chris Farley, I'm a fan. Yeah. So oh, <laughs> where he rips out the nipple ring from guys in the club. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's a good one. Heck yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Big Farley fan. Okay. I know. All right. Are we moving on now? Ooh. It's time to debate and rank a master list. Do we want to give a moment Let's for honorable we... mentions or? No. You're so right. You're so right. I kind of cheated and snuck both mine in, but go holler them at me. Okay, I got a couple here. Uh, Semi Pro, if you guys remember that one, Will Ferrell. Oh, yeah. Semi Pro is <laughs> under 30? Yeah, it's Jackie 22. Moon. Yeah, Jackie Moon. That Love is, Me Sexy. Oh, my most used no, my sexy. most used gif at work or anything and my most thing i type into league of legends all chat is everybody love everybody E-L-E. like cuz people are just assholes E-L-E. and so it's such a great gift to drop into a work chat when there's like a minor like you know mm-hmm. disagreement yeah yeah dude yeah i thought semi pro was shocked. great i know seriously like how does that not get at least 50 no clue man people people looking down the their noses. The only thing I can think. Yeah, people suck. Everybody yeah. love everybody. All right. Uh, let's see. That's a great movie. Uh, Hook. Yeah, keep going. Hook is yeah. another honorable Hook. mention. Hook, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Great 28%. soundtrack. Yeah. Great soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, I don't really. It's, a, it's ca- all nostalgia. I, I don't really care for this next one, but I feel like every dude at some age had a moment where they're like that movie's awesome. Boondock Saints. You know. Yep. Yep. Michael, Mike's obsessed with that movie. It's, Michael, you're obsessed with so, that movie. Yeah. I mean, it's so cringy to think about how, like, you know, that's one of those edgy movies that, yeah, dudes are obsessed with. AJ, who's on the podcast, he and I dressed up as the Boondock Saints for Halloween in high school. Yeah. Wrote the tattoos on our hands with Sharpies. And then we brought guns to school, fake guns, but, like, we should have, like, gotten in trouble and now we would get arrested. Oh, yeah. Um, that's interesting. If, we, yep. if, you look at Mer- if you look at Mike's uh, <laughs> Facebook profile, there's pictures of him and AJ posing. Yeah. Oh, there are 14. Yeah. We have <laughs> Cigarettes in our mouth. Okay, Hell don't yeah. do that, dude. But yeah, it's the ultimate. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And these other two were good. like, or sorry, Mike, go ahead. No, I did fine. But these other two are right yeah. outside the threshold. But I wanted to include them because they're just surprisingly low rated. Hocus Pocus is at thirty four. Oh, yeah, man, I love that so one. Good. Yeah, Hocus Pocus kicks Hocus ass. Pocus. So spell on you. I put a spell on you. Uh, and then this oh, one's so good. Thir- Bette Midler, dude. Seriously, though, a young Sarah Jessica Parker, you know, killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this one's at thirty-two. Good Burger. I okay. Mm. So yes, that I I googled that one, and I was sad to see it didn't qualify, but also yeah. happy. But that should yeah. be at least a fifty. That is a great flick. I know, really solid film. But those are my only shoutouts. Yeah, I feel. Um, if you don't mind me going now, I don't. Uh, so I've got almost heroes. Yes, Matthew Perry. I don't, and, I don't know that. And Chris Farley. Oh, Chris Farley. Uh, ranked eight percent. Eight percent. That's baffling. Yeah. Oh it's my god. The best scene in it. <gasps> the best line in that is. It was me. <laughs> I ate the sheep shit. It turns out I don't have a brother. It was me. <laughs> it was me. I ate the shit. <laughs> Why does that sound familiar? Oh my gosh, dude. My favorite scene is the one where Chris Farley's trying to steal the eagle's egg. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. That's oh wow. That's insane that that's eight percent. What a good movie. I got a lot to look up. Seriously. Incredible. Um, the 
the other two that I had that are worth mentioning is, which we already kind of mentioned, is Kung Pao Into the Fist, mm-hmm. 13%. <laughs> I loved it. Shout out um, Drew Harris, a listener, and that's his actual favorite movie. Nice. Uh, another one I had was Walking Tall. Yeah. With, with the Rock? Uh, the, when Dwayne, he carries around the, the two by four. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm surprised that. How is that that low? Dude. That should be like at least a 50 generic action movie. Yeah, Walking Tall is awesome. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. It's great. And with, uh, yeah, I think that that movie is such an interesting, like, it was kind of before the rundown. Yeah. Uh, Shout out Kevin Hamilton. And yeah, exactly. And so it's got like Neil McDonough in it mm-hmm. and he's got that two by four. Yeah. Um, and he just like hits people with it. It's great. Yeah. And he throws it through <laughs> the glass where the bad guy is. Oh, the casino. In the deck. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. That's fun. The, the only, the what? Pokemon Forever, Whoa. which is one that I liked. Yeah. Yep. I, uh, I almost and, I thought about it. And then one that was dangerously close, now that we're playing this dangerously close game. Yeah. Home Alone 2 is 33%. Yeah. Yeah. I looked that up because I, I thought I thought uh I think you mentioned that last week, so that made me think of that. Didn't qualify. Yeah, that. it was dangerously close. Yeah, also back to terrible. Pokemon. What's your favorite what's your favorite Mewtwo quote? <laughs> Because my <laughs> my favorite Mewtwo quote is, "I see now that the circumstances of one's birth are irrelevant. It is how one lives their life that determines who they truly are." Hell yeah, dude! Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, it's, a, it's like a really good, like <laughs> profound sounding mom quote that you can throw out there, and then they ask who it's by, and you say Mewtwo. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, love it. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. I think I think I actually called out like I managed to call out all the ones I considered in um in our conversation except for one uh jingle all the way. Oh, which no. good Arnold I like, boom, I don't like that. One. And, yeah. that and it features uh <laughs> and Sinbad. one of yeah, me Sinbad. and Corey Combos's favorite one one of me and Corey Campos's favorite movie quotes. It's no a little too rough, but uh Arnold Schwarzenegger yelling Put that cookie down. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it was like one of the soundboard quotes you'd put, get on an Arnold soundboard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also, like, there are just in general so many that I'm surprised are so low. Like that King Arthur Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, did you guys see that? No, no, I didn't see that. I was so shocked to see it under thirty percent. It's it's not my favorite movie, but it should. I just love seeing Jax Teller in leather. And <laughs> it what was, more can you was really ask enough. for? That's worth a 30% yeah. on its own. Yeah, I think it's just a bit jarring seeing like the Guy Ritchie style in a dark medieval setting. But like if I if the plot was more he, interesting, I would have liked the movie. Yeah. I still liked he it. He did it again with Robin Hood. It was the same movie. Guy oh, Ritchie yeah. did Robin Hood? The one with uh yeah. Jamie Foxx? Or the other one? There's yeah. there's a Robin Hood movie every no, year. Yeah, the one with Jamie Foxx. I didn't realize that was Dang, Guy Ritchie. That's rough. And it makes and sense. So. I have to remember it. Wait. I wonder if it like if it has the same like pitfalls, because like what I remember, no, about, I, I, what I remember about King Arthur is it just feels like a Lord of the Rings knockoff at the start, and then like all of a sudden they're doing like it's like it's like uh, Peter Jackson was filming the movie and then yelled popcorn Guy Ritchie and threw a camera to Guy Ritchie so he could do like some quick quick cuts and fun quippy stuff and then it would go back he'd like throw it back to peter jackson and he would direct like a slow motion action sequence with an orchestra i don't know oh yeah 
Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Um, Maybe it's not by Guy Ritchie. I thought it was because it looks so much like Guy Ritchie. Yeah. There are two Robin Hood movies a year, so you have to check a lot of them. It's hard to keep. Everyone's done their take on Robin Hood. Scorsese. And the best is no, Men in Tights. Diablo it's, Cody, you know. Men in Tights it's is not the Guy best, Ritchie. Though. It looks so much like. Who's the director? Yeah, I like Men in Tights. Anyone we'd know? Uh, Otto Bathurst. Of oh, course. Is that, is that uh, Otto Rocket's stage name? <laughs> yeah. He's, try, yeah, he's trying to shed the rocket label. Yeah, he made it. This guy hasn't done. Cash. Oh, I guess he directed some of like he did some Black Mirrors and some Peaky Blinders. Oh, nice. I like how the the creators of Black Mirror said they de- they're delaying the next season because the world is too dark for another Black Mirror season. Whoa. Good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we got to rank this. You know, I, we've been going long. Thanks for tuning in, listeners. Yeah. Uh, the the Golly, length of podcast yeah. is irrelevant because you know we're not worth making like genuinely making time for. You should just consider putting us in your ear holes when you're doing other things that don't require your ears. So we're not gonna. <laughs> I mean, maybe we agree, but I don't think we should pull punches. What what do we want to argue for here? Where would you like to put things on the uh, on the list, Alec? You starting us off? Let's see. I feel like Mighty Ducks could be the number one spot. D2. I feel like we all have a lot of love for Dude. that. Dude. We all did get hyped for that. Dude, I think it could. You know? like I, When Will first exclaimed, when I put it on there, I was like, oh, he's going to give me crap for it being too like high up. Like he might have his at number one or something. Mm. No, dude. Let's put, I say put Mighty Ducks number one, like D2 number one. Yeah. All right. I totally agree. I'll do it. I'm put. I'm putting it on there. This is D two, the Mighty Ducks. Just to clarify. <laughs> yeah. Don't get we it could twisted. go Mighty Ducks and then Mighty Ducks three back to back after. <laughs> 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 Mix D3. it up. And then there's um, probably an animated uh, Mighty Ducks that we could fit in on the back. Yeah, wasn't there, there a TV is, show? There's the TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And they were actual well, ducks. All right. So tell me why num- Tell me why submergence. <laughs> <laughs> so submergence. James McAvoy. Alicia Vikander. Um. All right. I'm gonna say number two. Looking at all of our lists. No, no, no. I'm not gonna go number two. I'm going to say Gone in 60 Seconds, number four. I love it. That movie's great. Yeah. That I, movie's so yeah. good. It's high octane, you know? I can't dock it like you guys, but I, or I, I can't, I don't love it like you guys, but I can't dock it, you know? Back, back yeah. end of the list sounds reasonable, but I don't know. If you guys watch Pitch Perfect 3, I feel like you might have more fun. Um, okay. <laughs> So I feel like Fast and Furious is the only duplicate. It has to be on here. We had both had it in the four spot, Will. But low key, if I would have remembered Malibu's Most Wanted or Joe Dirt, they might have been higher than that. I don't know. I'm just so hot on FF right now. I want Airheads to make the list, and Will liked it too. And I feel like Airheads is my number one. Gone in 60 Seconds is Alex number one. So I'm going to put it ahead of Gone in 60 Seconds. And then if Will likes Gone in 60 Seconds more, he can correct me later. So I'm going to put Airheads at number three. And if we need to shift the whole list back, we can. 
Five is blank. Four is gone in 60 seconds. Airheads is three. Two is blank. And D2, the Mighty Ducks, is number one, which I love. I would contest Airheads has much more staying power than D2, the Mighty Ducks. But I love that film. Does that bring it back to me to make a make a vote? Yeah. 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 Okay. If you want to keep going around. All right. So how would people feel? Uh, this might be overrated, but Joe Dirt, number two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thoughts. I would I, push I the whole list up. I'd put it number three and push okay. the list up. <laughs> okay, but it's the highest actually, I'd go. So I love Joe Dirt, and I we guess we all of it. But Will, do you love Joe Dirt more than Airhead? <laughs> uh, maybe more nostalgia. I guess I did like. I've seen Joe Dirt streaming. I haven't rewatched it. <laughs> but you chose to watch so maybe, Airheads recently. I did, like, cho- I did choose to watch Airheads. <laughs> I'm just going to throw a vision in my head out there. And there could be a, I have a vision of a list where Gone in 60 Seconds is five, Joe Dirt's four, Airheads is three. Or no, no, Fast and Furious is three, Airheads is two, and Mighty Ducks is one. We could flop Airheads in Fast and Furious. I would I just, say, I, yeah, I, I would put, I would put, let's put, Alec, how do you feel about Joe Dirt number four? I could dig that. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right. And then move God in 60 seconds, even though that's your number one. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. This is bonkers. <laughs> this is bonkers. Hey, times, like, you know, you jump into the pool that is a List War show and everything changes. It's like when the Fire Nation attacked. We're getting a little loose. We're getting greased up. We're getting lubed okay. up. We got some <laughs> drinks in us and, and, and things I are changing. Have one more. I have watched... I've watched almost every single episode of Avatar The Last Airbender in the last three days. Yeah. On Netflix. Hell yeah. Dude, it's, yeah, it, yeah. Second favorite show of all time. Incredible. I'm not trying to be like a, like a, I'm just trying to make a genuine recommendation. Have you uh, read The Search, the graphic novel about Zuko's mom? No, I haven't. We Do you have it? Do you, I can it send it to you. Of over the internet, it it's worth worth the read. Please do, th- cool. please do so. Yeah, uh, and I love Avatar. I thought, oh yeah, because it just came to Netflix. Because they're doing what's what's the deal with the live action thing? That's what I'm hyped about. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna. I do. I hope it's good. Me too. Okay. All right. So wait, 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 back to the list. So Alec, will you say that Gone in sixty seconds? Do you think Joe Dirt should be above Gone in sixty seconds? Well, here's the thing. I like Gone in sixty seconds better than Joe Dirt. But I feel like were we to make a list that, I don't know, like incorporating both of your insights, I feel like Joe Dirt probably fits higher than Gone in 60 Seconds. Because I feel like both of you guys are pretty high on Joe Dirt, but not as high on Gone in 60 Seconds. So I think for a master list, Joe Dirt can maybe be higher, if that makes sense. Do you remember he's the nice, wholesome guy? Yeah, Joe Dirt's pretty great. I, yeah. The thing that makes me frustrated about this list right now with Michael jumping in line and putting <laughs> Fast and Furious at number three <laughs> in our written document is that Bad Boys 2. Oh, you're right. What you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So good. So good. There Don't- are too many good bad movies. I, I think Bad Boys 2 is probably feeling like that action movie niche i mean will almost thought alec was about to introduce it because mm-hmm. i i have like you know i had forgotten about down 67 seconds and haven't watched it 
I would I would pick that above Gone in sixty seconds. But like I also kind of feel bad that we're just shafting Alec. But hey. I'm just speaking my truth that I like <laughs> it more than Gone in sixty seconds. Would yeah. you rather us knock off Joe Dirt and keep Gone in sixty seconds and then bring Bad Boys Two on? If you had to lose one of the two entries we gave you yeah. at the back half, because we're, we're getting leaving. a lot of a lot of action movies all in a row. And, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I, I like a diverse list, you know. Yes, I feel like Gone in sixty seconds and Bad Boys Two feel a similar vibe. Right, right, and and, and Fast and Furious. If we do those two and then Fast and Furious in a row, yeah, yeah it's like what is this dumb, the action movie list? Yeah, I mean, dumb two thousands action flick is like you know that's a good under thirty percent movie that you want to watch, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think if we bring Bad Boys 2 on, I think Gone in 60 Seconds rather than Joe Dirt should go, personally. So Joe Dirt stay. I think Joe yeah. Dirt should stay. So, I mean, that's like, I, I'm all an advocate for that, so you're going to be the one who has yeah. to push back if you want to prevent that. No, I'm cool with that. Dude, bad boys, bad boys. It's yeah, so, it's so let's, song. let's talk submergence, guys. <laughs> now that we're on the topic of submergence, <laughs> there's a very lovely um, coitus <laughs> scene. Tastefully done. Um, <laughs> Edward Cullen shatters a bed frame having sex because he can't contain his vampire strength and his love for Bella Swan. He has to stop having sex. Pale. They're too pale. The the bedroom the next morning looks like an atomic bomb went off in it. (laughs) Everything's destroyed. They make a joke about how the the cleaning crew shows up and there's still like feathers falling down from the sexual explosion that happened the night before. (laughs) That's so. And then it leads to this funny bit where Edward is so like loving for Bella that he is fearful that he is endangering her because she's still a human at this point so at least all these fun hijinks where the whole rest of the honeymoon she is like showing up in lingerie and trying to like cuddle him and he like uses his light speed powers to run away like really fast and like or he'll put covers over her and cover his eyes because he cares more about like her safety he's like I I can never be more sorry I can't make it up to you because he he like bruised her while they were having vampire human sex oh my how interesting gosh. is that but you that just want to talk about a coitus scene he sounds, explodes the bed that sounds horrible <laughs> sorry but you gave yeah, me the perfect thing like to one up <laughs> you gave me the perfect thing to one up and dunk on you want to brag coitus scenes edward cullen brings the house in twilight breaking dawn part one the whole trip though leading to their honeymoon is magical <laughs> nothing about okay. that sounds magical <laughs> well no, i said leading up scary. to the honeymoon leading up to it oh. My goodness. Okay, so submergence is out, and we're considering <laughs> Twilight now. No, Are we considering it. <laughs> no. Okay, I'm fine with this list. I'm fine with where we're at. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's. Uh, we're all we're locking this in. You guys, we're all cool. Let's lock it in. Cool, cool, cool. All right, the definitive master list for movies with a 30 or under ranking on Rotten Tomatoes coming in at number 5 Bad Boys 2 at number 4 Joe Dirt pronounced Dirte number 3 The Fast and Furious uh, the fourth entry in 2009 but just called The Fast and Furious number 2 is Airheads timeless classic finally getting its due and number 1 D2 
the Mighty Ducks. I'm picturing myself clapping for Emilio Estevez and his team Absolutely. of Pee Wee hockey stars. Gordon Bombay. There. Thank you, Gordon Bombay. Also, in the sequel, they like they change up the old guy and they have like this hilarious like. It's his brother. The first, yeah. The first 15 minutes is so much exposition explaining why a bunch of characters are out because they cut a bunch of the kids because the director wanted more interesting older kids. They cut oh. the love interest because interest because she was doing something else. I love how every single woman in that universe like that Emilio Estevez talks to is just instantly in love with him understandably <laughs> but like that just happens yeah, so frequently it dude, happens with like multiple separate women in D2 dude I okay. met Emilio Estevez uh, one time at a bar in Cincinnati in Hyde Park I no, remember when you did that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah did you take a picture Emilio what that's so no cool. I didn't get a picture no <laughs> but still that's that's awesome yeah. did you talk about Mighty Ducks no <laughs> Huh? You were huh? cooler than that. That's good. I I wouldn't have been able to resist. You yeah. played it cool. Yeah. That's fun. Like if I met Emilio, I'd want to. Uh, yeah, I'd make it all about me. I could just. I I'm just. I hope I never do. I'll, I'll choke. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, do we want to take take a minute and then come back for this super hype game I worked on for us? I'm excited for this game. Yeah. Also, I, this is like it. the worst segue. Like for the listener, I like always like ask you with like a slight like, do they have to go to bed? In mind, like, would you, would you guys mind staying? You guys ready for game time in a bit? <laughs> yes. That's where you're supposed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna pee and I'll be back. Hell yeah! <laughs> Don't stop recording. And welcome back, listener. We are here to play a game uh, related to movies. Tonight's game is called Before and After, parentheses, movies. When I say before and after, does that uh, make you think of anything? Weight loss. <laughs> okay. No, so uh, <laughs> before and after is like, uh, it's, I feel like it's a bit on... Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. I think of my grandma like watching those shows where they do like a before and after. Like, does that now? Do you know what I'm talking about? Where uh, no, it takes like no. two <laughs> things. It takes like two things and combines them. Shoot, I need an example that's now not actually part of the question. Let me Google for and after <laughs> Jeopardy question. AJ would love this. AJ is all about Jeopardy. Well, AJ's a freaking peasant idiot. No, but he's okay. We'll like we'll say we're gonna we're gonna do a podcast at seven thirty, and like we're like where's AJ? And, and then we look and like he is posting an Instagram live story of him watching Jeopardy. It's like AJ, we're all waiting for you. Uh, here we go. But before and after Jeopardy questions, it's uh oh wow, one of these is legitimately very close to a question that I came up with. So let me oh. let me pick it. All right. Period of rest in Genesis where working parents leave toddlers. That's the clue. And then the answer is seventh day care centers. It combines two things because they have a common word. So seventh day and daycare centers combine to be seventh day care centers. And then the, the clues intertwine too. So the clue was period of rest in Genesis where parents leave toddlers. Seventh day care centers was the answer. God, I feel so freaking Done. <laughs> okay, let me, let me get you another uh, another one. No, 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 screw it. Let's go. Oh, no, here's, here's, I, I understand. This, I understand it. This example understand is way it. more your speed. 
Middle Eastern entertainment with rapid gyrations of the hips. That's a reality TV show judged by Leo Bruno and Carrie Ann. And the answer is belly dancing with the stars. <laughs> okay, so this is All right. this is it, it's not movies that are under thirty percent Rotten Tomatoes. It's just movies in general, but it's these movie before and after questions that I'm pretty excited that I I came up with rather quickly. All right, so you ready? So we're gonna do buzz in the buzz in. I know it's not necessarily always with two people, but it helps the listener know who's talking, and I think it's more exciting than alternating. But if we don't like it, we can alternate. So we'll go. This is for both of you. You can buzz in at any point in me reading with your name. And when you say your name, uh, then you'll be asked to answer. All right. So here we go. First one, before and after. This is a description of a film. Young shirtless boy and badass machete-wielding blind man journey through nature on a quest to deliver an important piece of literature before an evil tiger and a hypnotic snake can stop them. Alec Bowling. The Jungle Book of Eli. There he is. Damn. <laughs> great job great job okay all right uh one point for alec i didn't come up with anything to take notes so i'm just gonna do it right here i didn't i didn't expect it to be so combined <laughs> oh really you thought it'd be like separate clues no. i thought it was gonna be like here's a movie here's a movie oh no 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 it's it's like i've crafted this wonderful fiction crossover world <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna score zero points. no will you got this Come on, Alex always My really brain good at the doesn't games. work like this. Every time I watch a show where they do this or listen to something, I never know. Okay. <laughs> also, if you guys ever want to make a game, you're down to br- you're you're perfectly welcome. Nah, I'm to bring good. It. Thanks though. <laughs> okay. Uh, I feel like Alex could probably come up with something cool and creative. You Alex would come up with a great game. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here it is. Girl who dated a shit ton of zombies is pursued by an awkward teenage musician who's in love with her. He teams up with Brad Pitt to destroy swarms of her ex-lovers and save humanity in order to get the girl Alec who Bowling. keeps changing. Alec Bowling. Scott Pilgrim vs. The World War Z. Yeah! <laughs> That's go. really good. I couldn't figure out that first part. Okay, you're fine, Will. You're fine. All right, Alex got two now. Uh, it's, frustra- it's, fr- it's frustrating guys it's frustrating <laughs> oh you're doing fine at least you're not AJ building bidding one pound every time in the animal weight game Mike was he a- still beat me though no he tied you Mar- Mar- it won. doesn't feel better <laughs> Mark AG was like a sleeper rain man on animal weights okay here we go four young women chasing different dreams seek guidance from america's favorite charming rodent he comforts them when one of their sisters <laughs> dies <laughs> and they alec bowling Stuart little women <laughs> yeah <laughs> he, just just let alec answer Will, you gotta, i can't just do take it. a shot just take a shot find one <laughs> well, I, I don't know it it's okay, it's okay just when you find one movie just buzz in blindly and hope the second one <laughs> that's, that's not, I'm gonna still lose. No, I, hope, I hope the second one comes to you in the time that you're you're saying it just you know shoot your shot it's okay all right, this is a good one. <laughs> a group of magical kids and an undercover cop infiltrate a racist drug lord's operation using fast cars and faster brooms. Tyrese Gibson says bruh as much as Rupert Grint <laughs> says bloody. Radcliffe and Walker are electric, said the N- the New York Times. I... <laughs> 
I, I don't know how to combine. I know this about thing. it. <laughs> okay, Al- uh, Alec Bowling. Uh, okay, well, I, I, oh, no. I'm sorry. This is this is not Harry Harry Potter. So you you need to you don't Shaggy. need to say your name twice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, what, no, I just so say, how do I buzz in? You just say your name. You don't need to say your first name twice, like in Harry Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so okay. no one has buzzed in yet. Alec did. No, he Harry said Potter. Alec Alec Bowling. He he got okay, it. Go. I don't know. Go. I was trying to give you a chance, Will. All right, Alec, go. Harry Potter and the Fast and the Furious? No, come on. Come on. Radcliffe and Walker are electric, says the New York Times. Tyrese Gibson says bruh as much as Rupert Grant uh, says bleh. That would be... That would be uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how to combine. <laughs> okay. I get my to, brain doesn't could, work this way. Ladies and gentlemen, to that Harry, would be, to Potter. That would be Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two: Fast Too Furious. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like Two uh, Harry, Two Potter. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I should have named that haircut game. Yeah, if you want to check out our Harry Potter B list characters episode, we play a game called Harry Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Which you must guess a character based on their haircut throughout the movies. And all, right, all the answers are shaggy. <laughs> it was supposed to be bushy. Uh, okay. This is maybe, this is a harder one because I don't know if you've seen one of these, but probably. A bunch of high schoolers up against hard times. Love, football, sickness, hate, and astronomy collide in this coming of age sports movie. Mandy Moore loves someone but has cancer. Denzel Washington is trying to win a championship. Uh, Will, Will McKenzie. I got Will. this. Hey, walk to remember the Titans. Yes! Oh, <laughs> I got on the board. He's on the board with one point. Yeah. That finished. Well Denzel done. Washington is trying That's to win a championship. That's all I need. But people are racist. Uh, okay. Now, I, I, and then will you cry at the end? Yes. Here you go. Short one. Old man trains female brawler and boy with tinnitus to fight and carry out heists. Can they punch and drive their way? Will McKenzie. Will McKenzie. Million dollar baby driver. Oh, he's on fire. He's streaking. (laughs) Will McKenzie, million dollar baby driver. There he goes. That would be a fun one to watch. Okay, so this next one would be the one I would most want to watch. Uh, um, America's favorite kung fuing, wisecracking, buddy cop duo teams up with an orphaned musical prodigy to find his parents and the chancellor's Alec kidnapped dot Alec Bowling. August Rush Hour. <laughs> yes, it's August Rush Hour. That's really good. That's really funny. Oh, oh my like... gosh. Alright, uh, here's another short one. Um, badass blonde samurai and two dumb teenagers travel to hell. Will McKenzie. Will. Oh. Uh, kill Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Really? Travel to hell and back to defeat an evil time-traveling robot clone named Bill. I would feel like an asshole if I took it. No, take it. Take it. <laughs> I think I... But Alex, I, I don't, okay, Alec Bowling. He's so polite. Kill Alec Bill Bowling. and Ted's bogus journey. Correct. Sorry, Will. That hurts. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Because in, in Bill and Ted's bogus journey, they're actually, they have to kill somebody named Bill because it's the clone of yeah. Bill. What? And that's oh, my favorite okay. of the two, which I know is maybe a hot take. But yeah, kill Bill and Ted's bogus journey. All right, there we go. Moving on. 
<laughs> the future of humanity is threatened by cockroaches and infertility. Serious white guy, funny black guy, and handsome Englishmen team up to save and protect the youngest person on earth from aliens and evil government people or whoever the bad guys were in that Alfonso Caron movie. Features a phenomenal 15-minute no-cut shot of sugar being Alec added Bowling. to water. Alec. Oh. Children of Men in Black? Damn it! Yes, there you go. I had it. <laughs> I had it. Just a second late. Okay, oh. good job. Good job, guys. That was a good one. That's clever. <laughs> Did you like my thing about the long shot about pouring sugar into water at the end? Yeah. Because Children of Men's got that More epic sugar. long shot. That is a sugar. fantastic movie, Men in Black, and a fantastic performance by both of the people in the, the cockroach guy's house. Right. Um, all right. Two self-destructive, washed-up American heroes help Lady Gaga find her true calling in life. One is losing his hearing, the other lost his legs. Carrying baggage from a rock and roll career and the Vietnam War, can these two alcoholics come together Alec and... St- Alec Bowling. A star is born on the 4th of July. 4th of July. Yes. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> that, oh that was gosh. my least favorite movie of all time. It was so depressing. We watched it in Vietnam in the 60s class in high school. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, Even though I'm getting, like, curb stomped right now <laughs> on this, I'm still enjoying all of these questions <laughs> thanks, guys, and thanks, the answers. Thanks for giving clever. me. Before the podcast, I texted Alec and Will, can I have an extra 10 minutes to finish the game I'm working on? So I'm happy you're enjoying it. Um, yeah. Okay. And, oh, um, I guess it, it might not be immediately, but there might be at one point in this game where an article is removed. I'm not sure if there's like a, you know, you guys know grammar when I say a definite article? Yes. There might How be one of those missing. many more questions? <laughs> Only three of them. <laughs> you have to cl- okay. But I can't, okay. there's actually six more that I came up with, but I didn't have time to fill them all in, including, <laughs> including the Grand Budapest Hotel Rwanda. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have time to write a clue for that. Exactly. Oh my Which gosh. I okay, here we go. So, three more. Sing and dance your way into the past. Enjoy a tasty tree star to the smooth sounds of saxophone. The Goose and Emma Stone team up with some crazy creatures in this blast from the past kids hit. Alec Bowling. La La Land Before Time. There it is. Great job. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, Two more. Pierce Brosnan teams up with Tom Cruise on a special MI6 mission through time. They live out the same spy mission on repeat every day in hopes hopes to stop some aliens and China from starting World War III. Pierce Brosnan, Tom Cruise... Through time. Okay, I don't know it, but this would have been funny if you went a different route and you did Mission Impossible Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> that would have been funny. Yes. Wait, wait how do those wait? Impo- three Men and a Baby? Oh, Mission Impossible Three. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that would be <laughs> funny. That would be a good one. Okay, and this one. But I don't. I don't know the answer. This one is Edge. Uh, edge of Tomorrow Never Dies. Uh, uh, I was thinking Mission Impossible. I thought it was Mission Impossible as well. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Last one. Here we go. An ex-CIA operative and an engaged working stiff find each other and or fi- each find an unlikely comp- companion to fill the void in their life. For one, it's Jason Segel. For the other, it's Dakota Fanning. 
Will a scorching hot Denzel find Dakota in time to make it to Paul Rudd's wedding? Uh, Will McKenzie. Will McKenzie. Oh. I love you, man on fire. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to watch yeah. some of these movies. That was a great <laughs> will, but I, at the end of the day, I've got Alec eight, Will three, but still a good showing from both of you guys. Thanks yeah, for playing. Yeah, but I ha but I had the joke. Yeah. Remember the joke? Yeah, that That's at least like yeah. six points right there. That, okay, well, which was <laughs> Mission Impossible: Three Men and a Baby. And if we're that playing last one. goal wins, will technically wins. So. Oh yeah, golden goal. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> okay, well then no, uh, I got I got freaking Alec turned into the trunchbull and grabbed me by my pigtails and threw me out the window. <laughs> Put you in the jokey. <laughs> I, I have a couple more I want to read off, but I now regret reading the Grand Budapest Hotel Rwanda because I can we can do this a game again sometime if we do a movie related episode. So I'll save them. Um but I guess since you're uh both kind of winners then you guys both get to close the show. You should just like alternate every word and sign us off. Thank you all for listening around the campfire. <laughs> all right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> we were still going. Oh, keep going, keep going. We're on the campfire. I just, Alec, I didn't know if he wanted it. Keep going, keep going. I... Love each and every one of you guys. You. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> right, and also with you. Right. <laughs> okay, we're done. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs> Love. Let's get it started. Potassium. Oh, nice, dude. I bet you learned that from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Speaking of these dude, old movies that we love. I think I think we all did. That's awesome. I think we all did. How do I, I legitimately wonder how kids these days know that? I bet you they just don't. Seriously, though. Yeah, they had to give that bitch a banana to make him feel good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that punk bitch who passed out <laughs> or whatever. Uh, okay.